This week's show is brought to you by Miracle Made. Alright, now you guys, Brad and Alex, you know I like a lot of things, but I'm going to reveal a little bit about myself here. I really like sleeping. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm like, it's, oh, yeah. A, it's in my top three. Of it's a great I thing enjoy. to do. Wait, hang on. Eating, sleeping, and? Sleeping. Again. Okay. It's, All right. it's it's mostly sleeping, then eating, then sleeping Got again. Got it, yes. Got sleep, it. get up, eat, then you get back to sleep. <laughs> yeah. If I could eat while I'm sleeping, I would probably do that, too. Sleep, eat, sleep, repeat. Got it. Yes. And luckily for me, Miracle Made has sheets just for me. Because did you know that traditional bed sheets can harbor more bacteria than a toilet seat? And I'll tell you what I don't like, sleeping on a damn toilet seat. I would rather sleep in some nice sheets. I don't know, man. Have you tried it? Unfortunately, yes. And it's not my style. I won't ask you to elaborate. (laughs) Inspired by those punks at NASA, Miracle Made uses silver-infused fabrics and makes temperature-regulating bedding so you can sleep at the perfect temperature all night long. It has self-cooling properties. The sheets that are infused with this silver prevent up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, leaving them to stay cleaner and fresh three times longer than other sheets, and no more gross odors. Only the best odors in my sheets. You can go to trymiracle.com slash nextlander to try Miracle Made Sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a loved one, if you order today, you can save over 40%. And if you use our promo nextlander at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to miracle.com slash nextlander and use the code nextlander to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash nextlander to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another Next Lander podcast. Here we are closing out August, which in my mind, I'm just going to say it. I don't want to hear any arguments against it. Sit down. I understand. It is the end of summer, I'm calling it. Now, at the end of August, Brad Shoemaker. Oh, you're calling it. I'm calling wait, it. Wait, I think we just did this last week, right? We did this bit. The week before. Yeah, yeah. I'm calling it this year. This year. It's uh, end of summer. But I don't want are, it to be here anymore. There are only so many thoughts in the human brain, okay? That's right. And if you dispense enough of them in public, eventually they start looping around. That's right. The microphone can only accept so many combinations of words before, mm-hmm. uh, no matter what I say, it just sounds like something I've said before. Yeah, it's like the classic uh, classic Isaac Asimov story, the 10 billion names of Nextlander. Uh, I just remembered Norby, Norby, Norby the Norbit? robot, Norbit, Norby, Norbit. I don't know. I'm thinking about Norbit now. Oh God, damn it! I think that's Arthur C. Clarke actually. Nor Norby, yes, Norbit. Norbit was by Arthur C. Clarke. Yes, Norbit, Norbit is yes, absolutely an Arthur C. Clarke classic. Okay, but so so is the ten billion names of God. There you go. Uh, and Childhood's End. I think that's Arthur C. Clarke. I, Alex, how are you? Nine billion. God damn it! Let's move on. <laughs> 
I'm okay. We'll fix, we'll fix it in post. How I are you? I appreciate that you are uh, you want summer to end, but I regret to inform you. I think we might be living through endless summer from here on out, and not the surf documentary, the bad kind. No, 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 no. no. Stop that. Stop. No, summer's over. It's August. It's the end of August. By the time this goes up for realsies, it'll be September. We're done. Yes. Goodbye. Goodbye. Yes. Great. Once, once Demi Ajudabe takes to Twitter to do his annual September performance, mm-hmm. that is when summer ends. Kids are going back to school. It means it's fall. It's uh, it's all going to happen. I uh, just had my daughter's birthday. That means we're at the end of summer. Everything is good. My uh, my little brother's in town from Australia. Not that that signifies the end of summer, but I haven't Boy, seen him. Boy, his arms must be tired. Uh-huh. Just, uh, just well, swim in. Good day to him. Mm-hmm. Good day to him. He was, uh, he's in town for work stuff, but uh, is going to be here for a couple of months, which is nice. And uh, I haven't seen him in like two years, which is... Uh, well, yeah, he's in Australia. It's not like it's he's Australia. getting down there on a regular no, basis. It's far away. Well, it's just like, I hope he doesn't get sick or injured while he's here. Seriously, I think he got his he had to get his traveler's insurance and all that stuff. So Wait, is that actually a thing? Yeah, I think so. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, his like supplemental traveler's insurance. So he's contract for HBO. Uh, when he went over to Australia, he went. They they have him on contract there. So I think he is not under their insurance plan. So he's under Australia's insurance plan. But when you travel outside of the state, my understanding, and some, I'm sure he could. Wait, he could fill me in. They got HBO in Australia. I was going to ask if that coverage is only valid while you're on Australian soil. Which I think I it might be. I think mm. it might be, as he was kind of telling me. Um, but yeah, he's. Uh, it was great to see him. I saw him for a bit over the weekend. Uh, he stayed over, and then we're going to go, he and I and my other brother are going to go camping pretty soon, which um, it's car camping. I haven't been car camping in... You going to sleep under the car? 30 years, yeah. Sleep under the car, in the car, mm-hmm. on the car. Everywhere on the car. Like when I, I like camping and going and not seeing people, but this is definitely more of a like, you pull the car up, there are other campsites around. It's like, you know, like tailgating, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Like a tailgating with a tent where everybody sleeps over at the tailgate, and which could be fun. Gets me, lets me buy new camping gear because it's how, heavy. How, how boozy a camping experience is this? <sighs> you know, where none of us are like big drinkers. So. Okay. It'd probably be like a cooler of, I'd say we're we're going for a day. We're going for two nights. We're trying to go for two nights. So for two nights, I would say eighteen beers oh, for three okay. people. Yeah, that's extremely responsible. Is that that's like that's like what, what six beers per? Well, okay, no, three beers per person per night. Yeah, that's yeah, like that's like totally maybe responsible. Maybe I, I I guess at that point you're getting a twenty four pack, right? You're probably getting a twenty four. A couple of those beers are coming home with you, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, like the 24 thing, cans are, I guess, do they have 24 bottles? Not that I've ever seen. Right, usually? Not in a supermarket anyway. Yeah, not right. So you'd buy a couple of six-packs. So maybe we would just buy three six-packs of various things. That's what I would would pick up for us. Screw that. Just get some fuzzy navels and peppermint schnapps. Really do it up. You know, like paint paint the campground red. A blender. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. Just do it. I would probably pick up like a six pack of ciders and then two, like uh, a six pack of some local IPA and then a six pack of something like, let's just try this thing. Or actually at the end, I'd probably pick up a six pack of like Heineken, like a classic or right? something that's like mm-hmm. MGD or something that's like, all right, if everything else fails, we'll have this. There. Yes. A classic like MGD. I, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's like a fail safe. 
bring bring the silver bullet with you into the wilderness. Mm-hmm. I totally would. Let's get some Michelob while you're at it. I totally would. Like you know, at some point, you just something you could just pop open and be like, I know what this is, uh, and I'm okay. So, I know exactly what flavor of piss this is, and I will put it in my mouth. Uh, okay. I, uh, uh-huh. that that's uh, that's a what? different camping trip. Every time it's we piss have a beer, what it's fucking MGD, it's, man. You, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. But I'm not gonna say I don't enjoy it. I don't know what that makes me. But I'm. You're not wrong. It. Well, you know what? No, I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> I like a piss beer. It's uh-huh. okay. I like a Coors, the golden can. I think we've gone over this before. The one we used to have in the basement at Whiskey. Oh, yeah. You like that golden can? I like the golden uh-huh. can. The golden yeah. can. And the golden will. Uh-huh. Uh, what is the, what is that? Is that, what Coors is that? The, the like, uh, tan, goldish uh, can. Is that the is champagne that, of beers? No. I, oh, that's, uh, um, oh my God. <laughs> How can I forget this? The Paps? Champagne of beers is, uh, no, it's, um. It's not MGD. It's, uh, is it? Isn't it? A, isn't it one of the? Michelobes? I'm looking this up. I need to okay. know. I'll I don't do know. It. How did this is pathetic? College me would be <laughs> Miller High Life. Disgusted. Oh, right. High Life. Yes, okay. of course. Miller Living High that Life. High Life. Okay, yes, of course. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, you go into a supermarket to grab beer, and it's mostly like all smaller things now, right? You just pick pick a thing that's like, ah, oh, this Funky Tom's. Are, funky are you thinking Tom's of? Beer. Are you thinking of Coors Extra Gold? Sure, I'll take that. Does it have like a kind of classic the, looking can? Is that the one in the golden can? Does it have yeah, gold leaf gold, in it? Yeah, it's like a gold Make you feel like a million bucks? Cost a million bucks. It's not real gold. Uh, yeah, anyway, not not big beer drinkers uh, in, in general. But every time we have a family event, we, we are the worst host. We always forget to buy beer. And, uh, uh, and then when we do, that beer is probably there the next year at mm-hmm. the next family event. Birthday parties. There was no alcohol. There was no alcohol at family events for me growing up. That was really that would have been unheard of. Okay. Hmm. Uh, we we there was always a cooler of something, but um, we, you know, like the backyard barbecue had a cooler of beer at at places. Oh, I don't know. I like I go to. I have family who have like beer in the fridge at all times, or a beer fridge. Uh, And uh, just to to be clear, (laughs) I did not approve of the policy. Yeah, we're not teetotalers no over here. To be fair, at the t- let's say when I was eight, I had no opinion on it. <laughs> to be clear, well, how but are you going to get your eight-year-old sip of beer? You know mm, that, like, true. or that, like, ten, twelve. Uh, no, you got you to go fishing for that. Oh, okay. Uh, you got to go to somebody else's house's party for that. Mm-hmm. Have a sip. Come on. The the problem when I, anytime I ever see that is like when a kid at like a party or something that's like ten or twelve is like. I'm going to have a try. Everybody expects the kid to be like, blah, yeah, right? The problem is when somebody is like, I'll take another. I'll take another set. And then the, <laughs> is then you watch the parent be like, ah, no, 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 no. You're good. Like, you're good. What do you, what do, you do if you, you crack one and hand it to the kid and then the kid just pounds it before you can react? <laughs> That's no, I've never seen that happen. Most parents I've seen are been like, have a sip. And then it's mostly the kid spits it out and it's yeah. like, what is wrong with you people? And the, it's the like, kid, we're all idiots. The, the kid just pulls out a knife or a screwdriver and just shotguns the beer right there. <laughs> Let me show you how to do it. Swishes Listen, it around a little. It's like, hmm, notes of citrus. Drink responsibly. I guess nowadays I wonder if it would be like, you know, hey, when I went to my my friend's family's parties, every, there was a, a lot of smoking that would happen. A lot of like uh, uh, marijuana smoking oh my God. that would happen amongst the adults. But it was half in the open, half behind. Like we all knew what was happening, but it was still kind of like do it a little bit in the corner with the adults like the adults would do it in the corner here's the thing 
people of our generation, anyone who grew up under marijuana prohibition will never lose the instinct to just <laughs> move the weed a little away from right. the main public <laughs> right. vision. Whether or not you are among like-minded company, whether or not you are in a completely safe zone where other people are smoking <laughs> completely freely, right. there is always going to be a nagging checksum in the back of your head that is just like, mm, is this okay? Maybe you should just back off a little bit. I think the first instinct would be going over to, say, you, Alex, and be like, hey, I want to show you something over here, mm -hmm. and then taking a walk maybe uh, behind a, a shed or the block, and then come back. 10 minutes later, right? It yeah. would, it would, my instinct Giggling. would not be, <laughs> my instinct would not be take out whatever apparatus or have some, I guess it would just be edibles at this point. Say so somebody would just have, it depends edibles, on where probably. you are. You know, yeah. some people have edibles. Some people have their fucking volcano hooked up. Some people are just hitting the bong like it's college, yeah. you know, whatever. I wonder, I haven't been, I haven't been to an, like a party. I've been to a party where people are drinking and there's, you know, kids running around. I don't know if I've been to a party where somebody had said, Hey, watch out! Those edible, you know, th these edibles over here are for a thing. Like they're in, the, they're on the top shelf. Like do, if you want, do something. not, do not grab a handful of these chocolates. Yeah, I think that would be really regret. actually irresponsible and kind of dangerous. And I think about it with like kids yeah. running around, you'd probably yeah. have to just be like, I'm not putting these out for public consumption. If you want something, I can, I can get you something. Uh, but I've never had anybody offer me a, a, a thing at like a. Appearance of kids' parties, you know, or hey, come over for Fourth of July. I have definitely seen people high, but I have not been like, you know, hey, we're all going to go get high in this room, <laughs> kind of thing. Uh, so maybe we're not quite there yet. Yeah. I think I think they're all also from like Alex, you said of that generation where it's just not openly talked about yeah. as much. Uh, it's like a little a BYO weed, uh, and you know, if they asked me, I would say no because I haven't smoked in too long. A a lifetime, let's say, at this point. Gotta be. Wow. Lifetime's got really short. Well, I would say it's gotta be 20 years. Like, I mean, since... you hope that's not a lifetime. No, I mean, like, enough for somebody who have, have uh, uh, a generation, born. shall we say. Uh, yeah, yeah, a generation. Okay. Uh, anyway, a lot of good times. Uh, hopefully. And I'm sure uh, we'll see what the camping's like. Let the weed and booze flow, man. Mm -hmm. Get loose. Upstate New York, there are no laws. No, there there are a few. I bet I bet public parks. There's probably more laws than not, or yeah. federal park. If it's a federal park, it's not like definitely. unincorporated Maine, man. You can't just go up there and just like build a shack and do whatever you want. We're fucking gambling out here, yeah. and you know, it's not international waters. Our own. Yeah, something something. Caravella Brothers are back. <laughs> this is just this is just basically the setup for the next supermassive game. Oh yeah, we're gonna go out into the Caravella boys went out into the woods, didn't come back until. We week later we came back changed are you <laughs> men becoming wolves or yeah are you are you one of the characters that becomes a werewolf or not or were you already a werewolf oh, it never it usually doesn't end well so i'm gonna say hopefully not i'm gonna say hope, hopefully not hopefully not nobody's ever anyway, happy to be a werewolf you guys have any any plans any fun play you know what let's save this for the ramble we have a ramble cache we're gonna do mm -hmm. let's talk about we're gonna be gone for a week uh um and uh no streaming next week let's talk about what we're planning to do in that ramble cast for that one. So we'll save that for there. I mean, let's I'll get you, started. With, I'll just tell yeah. you what I'm doing for the next couple of days. My partner's out yeah. of town. So I'm <sighs> just going to be strutting around nude. Which was first, the first food you order? Uh, I already had Taco Bell this week, so I actually have no idea. Okay. I don't know what garbage food I'm going to get, but I will yeah. find something. All right. Fill me in on the garbage food. 
Today we're going to be talking about immortality on the show. Speaking Last of, of strutting us, around nude. <laughs> Last of Us Part 1. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Kawabunga Collection. Speaking of uh, straight, strutting around nude. Uh-huh. Tinykin. Tinykin. No. Okay. No, let that one pass. Okay, okay. Madden NFL 23. Boom! Okay. Nude! <laughs> and uh, think, I've got a little update you, on Cult of the Lamb. I, I shouldn't even ask this question. Do it. Do you, do, you, do you think John Madden is someone who enjoyed being in the buff? Nah. Let's just say so. I bet there were a couple of hours of the day no one else was allowed on the Madden Cruiser. I, 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 he seems like a bathrobe kind of guy. Yeah. Oh, I believe yes. that. I absolutely. Could, I, see, I believe that. I could see Madden lounging in a bathrobe a lot. I'm going to say not nude, but like, yes, the, the minimal you need to not be nude. You know, bathrobe and some underwear and a pair of tube socks is what I imagine John Madden in. Uh, and I do it often. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as you guys know I'm constantly thinking about him him and Pat Summerall so we've, we've got a bunch of games to get to let's start with uh, oh let's start with talking about the watch cast which you can catch uh, Alex Navarro what is on this week's free watch cast what is on this week's free watch cast is the Star Trek episodes what are little girls made of and Miri and you can find that wherever you get this podcast subscribe to on your podcast feeder just look for Nextlanders watch cast we also have one over on the Patreon, which you can go check out over at nextlander.com slash Patreon. Patreon one is a week ahead, mm-hmm. and that's how that works. That's and how if that you works. are that's- one of our patrons, you can listen I, to Das you, Boot right now. Das Boot. You said, when you said Miri out loud just now, I felt like I had traveled through time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I would swear to God, we recorded that like a month ago. We, yes, uh, like, been- we recorded a lot of things over the last two weeks, so I understand how that happens. Uh, the Watchcast, again, is where we have watched the movie already and talk about or it. Or the show. And- or the show, and have guests occasionally. Yeah, uh, where uh, Drew Scanlon over on the submarining on Does Boat, and, and we will be uh, posting our full September schedule for the Watchcast tomorrow. Okay, look for that. Uh, also, if you want to send emails into this podcast, you can do so at podcast at nextlander dot com. It's a good thing you didn't ask me because for some reason next uh, nextlander at podcast dot com is what was in my head. Can we get that you know, too? Took me a second to think of it. Podcast at nextlander.com if you want to send an email into the show. You know what? What is at podcast.com? Oh my gosh. Now that you, oh, it just redirects to Audible. <laughs> Boring. <laughs> Bastards. Um, and also, uh, uh, merch store still continues to be up. Sounds like people got their merch. Hopefully, people are happy with the merch that mm-hmm. is up there. You can check the merch. Patreon. That being said, out of the way. Let's get into the games and let's start with immortality. This you know, is not not the game I expected to start with this week until no? we showed up today. Yeah, there's a so, lot to say. I figured it was like, oh, there's a Sony first party game out. Of course, that's the big game, right? But immortality. So this one's over on the Xbox and on the PC. It is twenty bucks. It's also on Game Pass. Just came out this week. It is a uh, Sam Barlow. Yes, yes. the latest uh, Sam Barlow joint. Half of, Mermaid. But there's yeah, it's of, a studio project now. The Half Mermaid is the studio that made it. Okay, so I saw some language about this being like the Half Mermaid debut project, and I was like, wait a minute, didn't he just make two other games like this? But he did. Is that but, what happened? They they just formed up under a studio name. Yes, finally? I mean, there's uh, he's got other people working with him now, and it is a full, okay. uh, it is a team. So the previous uh, games also also of Silent Hill, Shattered Memories, mm-hmm. <laughs> a fun the, game. The previous games in this tone, or in this vein, I should say, style, have you kind of going through footage, whether found or or documented footage, 
to uncover some kind of mystery uh, through usually like kind of video editing techniques or scrubbing through. It's a video jigsaw puzzle. Yeah, yeah. So it's FMV, uh, and this this one is extremely. I'm gonna just kind of lay it out on the on the table here. No I've spoilers seen, here. We're not gonna get into like the nitty 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 gritty of it, but yeah. No, but it, I'm gonna say some stuff up front though about this game. Because I've seen credits, I still have more to play, but I have seen credits. I think the game has told me I may have seen enough to come to some conclusions, but I want to go back in. Uh, I think the production value is is just fantastic. I think the uh, the acting in it and the um, manipulation of the footage to look like archival footage or of a time the For dating specific of the decades footage. too, because the, yeah. the the three big you know films that are taking place within this universe are between late sixties, nineteen seventies, and nineteen nineties, based on what yeah. is yeah, is shown on the like dates. Sixty five or eight. Sixty eight, seventy, and ninety ninety nine. They do a great job of the film stock uh, uh, emulation of the of techniques, even the clapboards that are in it, the costumes. They do a fantastic job. There's, there's some there's some kind of fixed wide shots from the older films that straight up look like old school matte paintings. Oh yeah, yeah. like they, that they, graveyard. That graveyard. Like I got that one today scene. for the first time. Yeah, uh, where somebody like just disappears of, in the background. Maybe it's because I watched that whole ILM documentary, but I could just like see the matte painting there. It straight so, up looks like a William Castle movie, which is great. So these the movies that are in it. Uh, so the the setup is there's an actress who made basically a, a couple of movies, and they I don't want to. I'm going to try and talk about this without going into too many spoilers. But she kind of disappeared, and you don't know what happened to her career. And by going through this footage, which is mostly the footage from the films she was in, mm-hmm. with some making of footage spliced it or or included well, it's like in there, unedited, so, like you know, like yeah. oh, there's a yeah, lot so, of shots of you know, like it is the shot from the movie, but then it's you know bookended by you know the clap and director and tails, talking yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, the one the one real contrivance about the premise is that none of the three movies she was in ever were released. Yeah, so you you get these you get these even the first one the first one as well. Yeah, yeah none of them ever. I think, that, I, think, I think they actually they hit you with like it's a little like magazine article or something like I'm like fully laid out as if it's from a newspaper or a magazine like right when you start the game like they just pop this little article like what happened to Marissa Marcel and then they go through yeah. the and I, th- I think the first movie is the only one they don't really give an explicit explanation for why it wasn't finished or released like the I forget well I forgot what happened with the second one too <laughs> the third one like I think they say the director died in the middle of production or something. So I in the newspaper article. Yeah, it says all that okay. right at the top of the game. So um, and then you're the, there to solve a mystery. So yeah, you're there to kind of go through all this footage. It, it, yeah, the footage is mostly uh, there's supplemental footage aside from the movie footage, which has heads and tails on it a, a little before the the clapper and a little after the clapper. Uh, that is, um, you know, like the, the, there's a couple of talk show bits you can get. There's a couple of um parties that are filmed on like super eight or you know uh various uh, like, a, uh, like a rap party for one of the yeah, movies that like you their, their their late night host is like a pretty decent fake johnny carson and, and the mechanic is you can pause you can scrub through the footage forward and backward different speeds kind of like you're on a moviola or something like that at different speeds and you can stop anytime you want and switch into a cursor mode which lets you highlight or select over certain elements they're picked out but certain elements that highlight in the frame the cursor will change when something is clickable and that'll try <laughs> they say match cut to something else but it uh, there's obviously a database with tags on certain objects mm-hmm. that'll take you into another scene that somehow 
relates to the thing you clicked on. And sometimes, sometimes it's, it's like it'll just drop you in midway through the scene yeah. and you have to rewind yeah, back if you want to see the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and it's not just characters, although like people's faces are the obvious starting point there, but it's even like you click on a coffee mug and it will right. take you to another clip. Or if like there's a, a visible time code, sometimes that will take yeah. you to a thing. So it's it's related to the object. It's not always just the object, right? right. You're not going to then see the the same. You might, but you might always see the same coffee cup. I didn't. I didn't play her story or telling lies. Is that mechanic from either of those, or is that new? You were searching. You were database searching database searching for- in her story. It's been just long enough, and I didn't play enough of telling lies to remember exactly how they put their jigsaw puzzle together. But like, it was like footage of different perspectives of people on basically like web calls with each other mm-hmm. like you know like skype meetings and and whatnot but i forget exactly what the mechanic was for jumping from thing to thing but the, yeah her story was purely a search based yeah it was like you know tags in a database you're searching for for coffee cup and yeah. you type it in uh at that point and return footage with like a name in it uh this is much more elaborate i think the i think i think all of that stuff is extremely well done the Thing I I will say again, putting it all on the table is that if you're going into this, there's a content warning at the top of this. Mm-hmm. If you if and you suspect, and they mean it. If you suspect you might have some stuff that might be tough to uh, rewatch or to be involved in, check out that content warning. I kind of glossed over it initially, and then when I was in it, I went back and like, oh yeah, you hit every one of these things with a hammer. Like yeah. you you, it is not messing around. It's a, it's. Uh, I would think I was tell- saying this in the Slack or uh, work Slack. It's probably one of the more mature capital M games I have played. That's not like quote unquote mature. Like, hey, we're just going to put boobs and and nudity in here for shock value. It's got a it's got a story it wants to tell. Uh, that it's it's one of the few games. At some point, I said to the kids, like, hey, I, I'm not playing this when you guys are around. Yeah. And they just watched the Last of Us opening. You know, my son mm-hmm. watched the beginning to Last of Us Part One. I was like, "Hey, you're okay with this?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm okay with this." And at some point during this, I was like, "You know, I just think tonally, a lot of this you're not ready for." I, I just think the the, the themes yes, we in prepare here, our children for violent, you know, intense murder scenes far uh-huh. or sooner than we teach them about, you know, sleazy sex. Well, it's not even sleazy sex. It's a lot of um, it's a lot of adult themes. It's like mm-hmm. a lot of uh, uh um, dealing dealing with adult themes in that way that you know you're gonna bring everybody's gonna bring something to the table to the table for this the nudity and there's a lot of it there's uh, like i'm shocked how much it doesn't bother me in the slightest it's more just kind of like objectively like oh like games don't do this very often i mean like, especially especially with real actors you know it's like and especially with male nudity and there is some in there like it's it's mostly dude butts from what i've seen but like that is a thing that i feel like video games have just always shied away from yeah so there and it's it follows the arc of this movie scene, which goes into, you know, hey, we're going to show dude butts. And, you know, it's in actually service of the types of movies they're making. Because the movies they're making are like they're sexual, sexual movies. Like there's a little bit of, of a sleaze factor to the films themselves. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I, I'm not far enough along in yet to know exactly like if that is a specific thing that will play into the larger mystery that is unfolding. But like. You know, one of them is basically an erotic nun drama. Another one is a, you know, I'm going to say, like, just a straight up, you know, like, it feels like an erotic thriller. And the one after that is basically, like, some kind of, like, dual identity 
but also like kind of what kind of sexy you know like mystery film and all of that feels like of a very specific kind of yeah. movie that would have been very big on VHS if you know what I mean sure yeah so I mean again just saying that stuff is is in there and it and it is very present if, if you're mm-hmm. looking to get into this uh, you should check out that content warning if you have any concerns uh, with the t- the type of stuff that is in the game the foot because you're scrubbing through this sometimes very slowly sometimes very intimately mm-hmm. so you are you are not only <laughs> you're not only watching a maybe an uncomfortable sex scene you're in it scrubbing through it slowly mm-hmm. and uh, you know looking kind for of, things you can highlight yeah frame, frame by framing it mm-hmm. yeah in in, in in scenes that are intentionally uncomfortable I just, but uh you I, know. I, I just my my biggest issue so far is that as i'm doing that i wish i understood what i was doing better mm. like the interface in that game could use some work so the sorting for all the clips is kind of a nightmare they um they lay everything out in any clip that you have seen they put on a grid uh with the time and and date the date the movie and what it's or what it's from if it's not from a movie marked pretty clearly there are then there's an image version of that yeah. which i think will show you images that you have selected to match it's it's specifically those modes in the top left represented by icons that you're talking yeah. between that like they just need text labels like if they <laughs> i think really if they, i think if they literally just had a label that said this is what this mode is and not just used an icon to represent it it would be a lot easier to understand what they want you to do i think okay so i think what i've learned is one is sorting in in the movie mode one is sorting by shot number so scenes from the movie in shot order mm-hmm. not the order they were shot the linear version of the movie as it was meant to be edited together and i think one is then sorting by date it was shot date it was recorded so you can sort by if you want to watch the movie in chronological order as it was meant to be laid out in a linear fashion you could do that if you want to look at it in the chronological order uh timeline that it was shot you could do that which is important for some of the putting some of it together then there's one that I think I think wants to sort it by movie or like once there's a filter that I think wants to be like here's all the here's all the movie like Alex said from the one that's the kind of erotic crime drama and here's all the footage from the one that's the kind of erotic nun movie. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it wants to do, but I'm still not exactly sure if that's what it wants to do because sometimes stuff seems to sneak in there that I'm like, why is this attached to this? So there's been I'm a couple not sure. Th- I've been taking notes as I go just because I'm really bad at mentally keeping tally of stuff that I've already seen. And this is not a game that, like, if you find another hook to a scene that you already have, it will just start playing that scene, and if you don't remember if you've seen it or not, the only way to find out is to go and look on the menu and see if that was something that was already there. But it doesn't check it off as like, hey, you already watched this. So If, if I, it's I've in just, your menu, I feel like you are supposed to think, know that you've seen it. Yeah, but that's the thing, is that like when they drop you into the scene, yeah. you have to back out and find yeah. it that way. So I've just been keeping a, no, a tally of all the dates and scene oh. codes of what well, I've been buckle unlocking. Buckle up, friend. No, I know. I realize there's going to be a lot of that, but that's kind of how I played her story too. Is that mm. I I wrote down search terms that I'd used already because I was just I knew I was going to forget stuff, and I don't know if I just wrote the wrong notes or something on a couple of these, but I feel like the dates might have changed, mm. and I'm not sure what that means if anything. I, yeah, I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, Vinny probably doesn't want to say, but like I yeah. wouldn't be shocked if it did stuff like that because it does it does like play around with the tutorial stuff in some confusing ways. Like in a way that I want to 
get into, I guess. But you know what I mean? There's like, there's a like some hidden that, stuff in there that you, isn't even part of the mechanics that they teach yeah, you. There's like some kind of meta layer to the weird mystery they're building. Yeah, I don't want to go into any of that yeah. stuff. Um, I, I, I don't actually know about the date stuff. Okay. Uh, that also could the, have been me fucking up. Yeah. I'm not saying that is definitively what the game is doing. So uh, it, make, it makes a really strong first impression that first like 10 minutes when they start toying with like not reality exactly. I, I can't it's hard to describe without just saying what they do, but there's just a couple little tricks right there at the beginning that really on top of the mystery of what happened to this actress, it's just like, what is this game doing? Like there's some weird stuff in the like tutorial prompts going on. So I, and, yeah, and stuff like that. I want to um, really talk to you guys about this game in a way because I need to discuss it. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, I'll let you. I'll let you get further in on it. How, how long did it take you to get to where you're at? Probably, I started. So I was up until about one thirty, two o'clock in the morning, and I started playing maybe around. Oh, gosh nine oh was this all in one sitting yeah oh wow so so it took me a few hours okay four or five hours maybe tops i mean well the follow-up question though like this is the thing i was actually curious about do you have a sense or does it even tell you what percentage of the initial clips that you mm, got no because that's one of the confusing things they do at the top of the game like that giant wall of thumbnails at the very beginning yeah that's all the clips in the game right i assume I don't remember. I, I assume it has to be because it's a. Did you scroll to the bottom? It is a fucking lot. I don't remember that. So I, I'll, you know, it's it's the very first time they say, like, "Here's how you're going to manipulate these clips." Like, and you can scroll manually in it. Yeah, so I scrolled all the way to the bottom, and it okay. has to be every clip in the game, and you can pick any one you want. I don't know if you just picked one off the top row there. I start. I started with that first interview. Oh, see, so I so I, I scrolled all the way down. Okay, and I, I'm pretty sure that's every clip in the game you can see right there at the top. Okay, and, and again, it's like seemingly like hundreds of clips so uh, and i picked i picked like a scene from the the late night show interview like halfway down but then the point is you see all those thumbnails once at the beginning of the game yeah. and then they're all gone <laughs> yeah and then you start filling them back in one clip at a time and so i'm wondering but if you didn't see the wall the giant wall at the beginning i wonder i, I wonder what percentage of those you re-uncovered by the time you got credits so after I finished the, after I got credits and I went a little bit deeper and I was like, I still want to know some more detail here. I think I'm missing some stuff. Uh, I, I, I looked up or we were talking about it in the discord on our, our next lender discord and somebody put up about how many clips there are total. Okay. Uh, and so I, I kind of know how many there are. You also start to get a sense because of, of the gaps in the movie that you, they're like, I am missing a scene. Like I'm missing a key part here in this movie. Uh, and I, I know, you know, they're not filmed in order, but I think you kind of get a sense of the completeness of the movie. And I, I, I want to say you probably get most of the movie in there. So I, I'm, I've gotten to the point now where I'm just clicking randomly through stuff, just speed clicking, like bang, 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 bang through stuff to try and unlock a new clip. Cause I'm not sure exactly how that match algorithm works. Sometimes it seems uh, to I, cycle through certain clips. I hadn't thought about that. You really, you could, because every time you, what is the term for? Like keying through an object or a character to another clip, you know they call like, it mat, like uh, their match, match cut, cutting, match, match cutting or whatever. Yeah, like every time you do that, if it sends you to a new clip, that just unlocks the clip, right? So you mm-hmm. could, you could just rapid fire, click on scene elements as fast as possible, and just try to unlock a shitload of clips. 
Well, so I can recognize the ones I've had now. So I'm like, okay, I'm in. I have this one. I'm going to just click. I'm in. I have this one. I'm in. I have this one. Um, just looking, <laughs> especially when I'm looking for a specific scene from a movie, I'm looking, I can tell exactly what I'm looking for. And I'm like, not it, not it, not it. Uh, I, it's really interesting. I, I, yeah. I left it a little, I thought by the end, but the part I'm into now where I'm actually actively hunting out stuff. I think some of the charm is gone, mm-hmm. and, and now where I, I feel like I'm just using the mechanics to try and get the thing I need to get, a lot has changed. It, early on, it was really intense, and that's why I was up until 2 in the morning, because it goes places, and, and places I think are, are interesting and, and, and unexpected for, for, for a lot of it. Or expect, I don't know. It, it, definitely, it definitely has a vision, and it commits to it, in a way that you don't get a lot. I, I don't know if mature is the right word, but it just feels like it is it's certainly adult. Yeah, but not in the way we usually mean adult. <laughs> like not in like a like um. Yeah, it's not pornographic or anything yeah, like it, or or even in like an like oh, I made this adult game. It's like not like that. It just feels like. <sighs> well, it's like when we watch FMV stuff primarily. Like the thing we almost always end up like landing on is like we're there for the camp factor because that's just what that genre by and yeah. large is. Yes. It is very campy. It is very low budget. When it does try to be serious. If it's ever successful at it, I feel like that's almost to the detriment of of the project because it's just not necessarily what people expect with these kinds of games. And like her story was a little over the top, certainly in its storytelling, but the performance was really good and it was pretty grounded for what the kind of fucking batshit story it was telling. Telling lies, I think, didn't quite work for me more because of the mechanics, not necessarily because of the acting or the storytelling. And But I think the thing is Sam Barlow is going for with these games is that he is trying to do... It's not that there's no camp factor or that there's no goofiness anywhere in it, but he is trying to tell what is something that is much more an approximation of, like, a, a, you know, an R-rated movie, of, like, a, a thing that... A, a piece of cinema that is, atta- you know, directed much more at adults. But not not only that part, which you're right, yes. Yeah. Which, which you're absolutely right. Not only that, you, you follow this... Uh, young lady who uh, I don't even know if it's a spoiler but you 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 find out her age and stuff in, in the beginning of these movies I don't know if it's in that newspaper clip or not but basically through her entire career and her life uh, uh, kind of before like, she disappears yeah before she disappears yeah so like you you're like you know like you said you're in the 60s the 70s 80s and like kind of early well there's no 80s there. as far as I know or at least if there is it hasn't shown up for me so you, you kind of go through that stuff and you really become invested in this. You, you, you get a sense of this actress throughout this time period, why she's making these movies, why she wants to make this certain type of movie, what's going on, the relationships. And that's the part I think when I was thinking, you know, with my kids and stuff like that, it's like, Hey, you're not coming to this game with enough experience to really understand the, the kind of, consequence of actions for a lot of mm-hmm. the things that are happening here and that's that's what i think makes this game kind of special is there's a real there's a real humanity to some of it in like man this you're really you want to know what happens like you're following along with this person in that sam barlow voyeuristic way of mm-hmm. oh you're on the outside you're totally not in part of this but you're just watching in that voyeuristic way and i think it, i think it works pretty well here yeah there's some fun like after the director yells cut kind of stuff of like 
actors and the directors sniping at each other. Mm-hmm. Like people, people kind of throwing a tantrum on set, like that kind of thing. Yeah, a lot of off ca- off camera stuff in the margins. A lot of yeah. stuff in the margins that you you want to watch and look out for and scrutinize. It is a little tough to keep track at, at some point of the major roles and the between the character names and the people's real names. It's a little tough. Yeah, I almost wish they had a bio page or a, a something with their image to show the name of the person. I mean, it is it is like the most nonlinear way to absorb a story I may have ever seen in a game, or it's up there. Like you yeah. really are just unless. You start at the top left of the list and try. Well, even then, though, even you're then bouncing, you're going to jump. Then you're picking random objects and, yeah. and characters. Like it's just, it's a lot. To, it's a lot of very disparate pieces of information early on. Yeah. Like, like I, I it seems like it's going to take a while for like a clear picture to cohere. Yeah. So, I think it's. I think it's really a. It's ambitious. It's. It really is, and I. They succeed in the FMV part of it. I would almost say unassailably having played a lot of FMV stuff. This is well acted for the most part. There are some, I think there are some clunker scenes, but for the most part, I think it's very well acted. Uh, so kudos to the direction and the acting in it. I think the mechanic is also very good though. I think where, again, where I'm at starting to lose some of its luster, it just in terms of, I want to find these specific things. It feels not like a pixel hunt, but, random or or i feel like I'm, I'm not necessarily when you want to find something specific you're like i don't know how to trigger oh this god thing. like yeah keeping track of what you haven't clicked on once you've clicked on most stuff mm-hmm. i think that's like what that images page is supposed to be but i'm not mm-hmm. exactly sure so the interface is probably the weakest part of this yeah that, I would that, agree. that grid uh is probably the weakest part and i don't know if it's set up because it needs to play on uh, uh, PC console and I think mobile at some point, right? Is there a mobile release of this slated or in the works? Because you you could see it getting oh, yeah, in, that, coming that in interface there. seems quite mobile friendly. Yeah, so I, you could see it, and maybe that's part of it. Uh, but overall, I think I think it's very successful. Uh, I it's I I'll be curious how this one is looked at and remembered in terms of uh, uh, a trajectory for these types of games. Where I think her story really made a splash. Telling lies didn't seem to uh, create as big a noise. This one is going for it. Mm-hmm. And it, it it feels like it's got a lot of muscle. And it's doing a lot that will probably turn some people off. Will make, will make some people really interested. For me, I'm still... I was left uncomfortable, yeah. and I think that's intentional. So I think it's effective in that way. I was, I was, I was uncomfortable by the time I finished it. I wanted to go back and fill in a lot of gaps. I was not satisfied by the time I put that controller down. With how did you I know? Want, though I knew because I knew I was not satisfied, mm. uh, and so I want to know a little bit more, and I want to talk to people about this thing. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, again the thing I would say is it's got some scenes that's- in it which are. It's in the content warning. It's laid out there. You should check it out if you're concerned about it or look it up, uh, look up a content warning for it. Cause I could see that also being tough for, for some people. It's just, it, it's also just very impressive for only a $20 game made by a very small team. Yeah. Like just these, these, the setups, like some of the setups that they shot just like, Oh wow. This took like serious set design and wardrobe and like a bunch of actors and like they, wow, that must've <laughs> probably needed some kind of film crew for this. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. This is not you- something you just like went out on the street with, your iPhone and shot to fake, fake, make real movies 
in these set yeah. it, it, with these sets and and of the time and period pieces I, I hats off like they they do a good job also it's kind of fun i don't know how realistic this stuff is but it's fun to see the you know sausage being made in these fake movies so oh, that's yeah like i said that's my favorite part is like hearing them squabble yeah after after the after cut is called and stuff like that and like it's just my penchant for behind the scenes stuff like I, and again there's a lot of like you know and an actor or an actress will have to be dead and they'll be like cut we can see you breathing and they'll the, be like, literally the one i'm thinking of is the best yeah. one you <laughs> can cut like, around that she's like fuck you- off arthur you can cut around it <laughs> And, yeah. then, and then the other dude in the scene is like, I thought it looked good from here. And the director's like, oh, well, you direct them. Like, yeah. you, clearly, you know what's going on. Like, yeah. So that's like, it's some, it's some full on, um, I don't know. It's not quite David O. Russell or Christian Bale type stuff, but it's kind of in that ballpark. So you got a, a lot of, a lot of that stuff. You're getting multiple takes of scenes or, or people messing up lines or flubs or, you know, I successful on all those accounts. I'm, I'll be curious. This just came out. So I'm kind of curious. It seems like, after I finished it, I was very, again, still kind of sorting through my feelings on it, mm-hmm. and I wanted to see what, what the temperature was out there. It seems like, critically, publications seem to really like it, uh, um, very positive on it. So yeah. uh, I'm still kind of sorting through my, my feelings on it. and want to, I would like to know more, let's say. You guys going to keep going with it? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I'm yes. into it. Yeah. But yeah, again, a little directionless and like the interface is confusing, but it's it's intriguing enough that I kind of want to slog through that part. I have not had to lower down the volume on a game for a while uh, uh, because <laughs> I did not want either the kids yeah, like or the my one, wife to come downstairs and be like, what the fuck are you like, doing? I don't know if, I mean, I don't know how many of these there are, but the one sex scene I landed on, like if you had the volume up and there are kids in the next room, I could see that mm. being like, whoa. It's well, not, it was, it was yeah. either the kids or my wife being like, all I hear is people having sex constantly. I'm like, well, I got to watch. I'm scrubbing through this footage. Also, I'm watching porn that's happening in between. You got a problem with that? It's it's just a lot of, like I said, you're scrubbing back and forth in these things. And it's it's like pretty intimate stuff happening. And sometimes, again, say it just so you know, very uncomfortable stuff that you are scrubbing through. And you're like, what the fuck? I guess I got to go through this. Uh, very curious to go hear more about what you guys think as things move forward and uncover more of immortality out now available on Xbox and PC, possibly mobile. I'm not sure if it's out yet on mobile, so you could look that up. I don't know if that's planned or not. Game Pass, $20. We'll take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about Last of Us, Mutant Ninja Turtles, Tiny Kins of Madden. Stick around. Be right back. This week's show is brought to you by Rocket Money. Brad Shoemaker, Alex Navarro. I bet you guys have subscriptions. I had a lot of subscriptions. I had too many subscriptions. And at a certain point, I had to drill down. I had to, I had to focus. I had to make sure that I did not have so many subscriptions anymore. You had to take time out of your day. My busy schedule. Your time, which is worth more than anything find those subscriptions and cancel brad shoemaker do you live a subscription lifestyle i am just a walking monthly bill at this point <laughs> it's the world we live in if you need help boy guys i got some uh, i got some news for you rocket money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels 
your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. It says here that most people think they're spending $80 on their subscriptions, but in reality, the number is closer to 200 My God. What are we even doing? With Rocket Money, you can easily cancel the ones you don't want with just the press of a button. Rocket Money also lets you monitor all your expenses in one place, recommends custom budgets based on your past spending, and they'll even send you notifications when you've reached your spending limits. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. That's rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. Rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. Thanks, Rocket Money. All right, we are back. And we're not out of some of the uncomfortable games yet. <sighs> I watched the beginning of The Last of Us Part 1 again. Mm -hmm. Still. Yes, now entitled The Last of Us Part 1. You know, Previously, always... the game the game formerly known as The Last of Us. You couldn't have heard it from the original title. It was so. like genuinely jarring to me when that title popped up for some reason <laughs> in that during the intro. It's the first part of The I Last of why. Us. Uh, not part two, which is uh, came out, uh, you know, what, two, two years ago? A year ago? Uh, yeah, uh, just over two years. Okay. Believe it or not. Somehow. I've been sitting in this exact same spot ever since. <laughs> yeah. Because I have. So this is The Last of Us uh, remade for the PS5, uh, punched up, let's say, because they put out a remake or a kind of um A remaster. That, was, that, was, yeah. that, one, that one was very much like... I mean, I'm sure it I'm was sure just they a visual textures up. and stuff. I'm sure yeah. they, yeah, I mean, I'm sure they, they did some stuff, but it was largely a, this is higher resolution and better frame rate on the PS4, yes. like a year later. Yeah. Because actually, oh God, right. Because it was like one last of the last of, PS3 games. Yeah. The Last of Us and the PS4 came out in the same year. Now that I think about it. So yeah, oh, like, Naughty Dog turned right back around and was like, here it is on the PS4. It's better. But this is like a full art pass and a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Like so mechanical this, differences too. Yeah. Kind of. Kind of. So well, I've only gotten up through uh, uh, the very intro and running around in the first encounters. I haven't opened up the, the kind of bigger stuff yet. I don't know how, yeah, how far I'm, you guys have I'm, I'm still in Boston. Yeah, okay. same. I, haven't, same I have not embarked to on the cross-country part yet. So I haven't seen any of the mechanical stuff, Alex. You know what's... Well, what's, I mean, uh, other than I guess they did some work on the AI pathing. My understanding yeah, is that they the controls also got a bit of a pass, at least as far as like the way the characters move and their momentum within the game. I think it's just more in keeping with how they move in, in Last of Us Part 2. Um, they put out like a couple of video like walkthroughs of like, here's stuff we did. And mm -hmm. there's a post on the PlayStation blog that uh, features uh, one John Cowboy Bellamy mm -hmm. <laughs> talking about some of the work they did. But so like the thing I was going to say is I'm not deep enough to say for sure, but I don't think like any of this stuff from two is in this, like mm. new weapons and no, not like stealth new abilities mechanics. And stuff like that. Yeah. So like, yeah, like in that sense, it's the same game. It was, they didn't add like, I'm trying to think what was even new in to like they, there were a bunch more like stealth tools right yeah different different types of explosives and like it was two was a much more well-rounded stealth game so going back to this it feels maybe a little more stripped down but yeah. still totally adequate like it's still a good stealth game but like one of the things he was talking about in that blog post and i bet i would never notice this unless the games were side by side but it's cool is that like like he made the point that like you know they're right at the end of the ps3 mm -hmm. and a when lot they of made the, it. 
And yeah, like a lot of the encounters in the original version of this game ended up being pre-scripted because they didn't have the horsepower to do it dynamically. So like some of these things, some of these encounters would just play out exactly identically every single time. And now they've been able to go back and fully make those dynamic with like, you know, proper AI systems and, you know, that that, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah. Like encounters that were static before are going to be more dynamic and different now, which is is cool. But again, like not necessarily unless you like speed ran the original game a hundred times, you might not notice in the moment. I think that's my that's my sad reality with this is this game looks like how I remember it, like booting it up. I having played Last of Us Part Two, uh, I, in my mind's eye, this game still looked it looked amazing at the time and booting it up here on the ps5 continues to look really good uh maybe not as good as part two or i'm just gonna call it part two uh part one and part two but you know i'm not if you put them side by side it'd say oh my gosh yes right this is absolutely a a remake of this game but in my mind's eye this is how this game looked you know right i I have i have that experience a lot but then also we're going to talk about ninja turtles in a second Mm. and like going back and playing the arcade game for the first time in a very long time i was like oh wow that does yeah, not look like how i remember it at all out, like your yes. mind i think i think your mind definitely tends to oh i'm i'm the problem it's not it's yeah. like you're you're absolutely right if i went back and i booted up the ps3 version of last of us i would absolutely see i mean i i also did see some videos of the kind of what's in this thing and what's new and they do here's the past we put on it like oh yeah okay yes this looks very different yeah but you know, I remember I re- it's a game that the moments stick in my memory and the story beats stick in my memory more than the graphical fidelity. Oh, for sure. And I just remember the graphics being very good at the time, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, like if you've played through this, game, I mean, that's really I started to say that's the elephant in the room with this game. But I think to be an elephant in the room, it has to be something people are dancing around. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. the, the, the the full seventy dollar price of this thing. Yeah. When, the, the, the in 500 fact, pound gorilla in, in fact yes that is it is the focal point of most of the conversation about this game that i see out there is 800 pound let's go with 800, 800 yeah. yeah well you know hey <laughs> yeah it's, it's more like 700 pound you know 70 dollar so okay yeah um it is that game like story-wise even like basically combat obviously some things about it have been improved but like if you played through the original game especially recently Especially, I bet some people went back and played it either for the first time or again around the release of two. Yeah. It's not necessarily something you need to run out and get again. Yeah. It is like, it does seem like the, a definitive version of that game for sure. Like, totally. Currently. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the thing is that, okay, so like Last of Us was my favorite, like first one was my favorite game when it came out in 2013. Like that was my favorite game of the year. And yeah. I did play another chunk of it again when the you know when that 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 uh graphical you know update version came out on the ps4 and i think i might just be last of us outed at this Mm. point which is to say that two didn't do a whole lot for me despite being a better game in some very significant ways you know especially on the gameplay side and I think playing this now, all, all I feel is just kind of a sense of exhaustion, which is not to say that, like, I think they did a bad job on this. They didn't at all. But I just don't need it. I, I, I've gotten, like, that is not a game, to me at least, even as something, as, as something that was my game of the year, the year it came out, that is not a game I ever want to really revisit over and over again. It's just not that kind of, it's not that kind of story. It's not that kind of tone. It's not that vibe at all for me. It's really well done. It is really adept at the things that it tries to do. And this is a very, very good version of it. 
And I appreciate that, you know, I, I believe they added a bunch of accessibility features to this one, which I'm sure makes it a much better play for, you know, people who had struggled with the first one. But I just don't have it in me to commit a bunch of time to playing this game, which bummed me the fuck out for the entirety of 2013 in a good way then, but not so good now. Yeah, I think, yeah, it is very much like, I feel like every person should be able to just answer the question, should I play this? Because mm -hmm. if you've never played it, yes, it's absolutely worth yeah, checking out. Totally. But if, you, but if you have played it, especially recently, and you don't feel the need to play this game again, regardless of how it looks, like, you're probably fine. Or, or you know, like, this game will be, it'll go on sales, like, it'll surely yeah. be added to the PlayStation Plus games library at some point, and, like, it'll be great for that, you know? Like, people yeah. that people that subscribe to the more expensive tiers of PS plus, like this will be a great addition there in six months or a year or whatever it is. I do wish they had just put it on that top tier. It would, I think it would have been a good move to, for them to include it in that top tier of like, Hey, you get these curated games. Um, yeah. I think they're right. just, they're not really in the same loss leader position. Microsoft is or Xbox yeah. is where like they've still got to deliver revenue for the parent company. <laughs> it's unfortunately um, for them. It's a seventy-dollar uh, base game, and there's a I think a hundred-dollar edition or a ninety-dollar edition that is a, a you know the super super sweet edition, the, the Firefly edition, I think. But they both come with the Left Behind, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, standalone game. Which Left, Left Behind is great if you haven't played it. Like yeah, that, that is absolutely worth playing. So at seventy dollars, it does come with that, which I think how much was that when that came out? Or it was I know it was going for like ten bucks not too long ago. Uh, when, left, the, when it was left behind the standalone see, thing. I don't remember what that cost. I could pull up my review of it and tell <laughs> uh, you. It wasn't very expensive you, at the time. Because you didn't need the game you didn't need Oh, uh, did they Last split that off? I can't yeah, remember. It was standalone. I'm pretty sure it was standalone. Uh it was like that time where a couple of games had those standalone things. Sony was definitely getting into that habit there, yeah. yeah. Of I think it was um like Infamous Two had that happen yeah. and some other stuff. Yes. So that that's you know consider that in your your value proposition for, for this game fifteen okay. I think it was I think it was fifteen when it came out so you know there's that I I think yeah seventy dollars is a is a I think it's a lot to ask if you have played this game for a PS5 version for me also because I I'm kind of with you Alex on I just don't want to put these characters through that again like I think not only I think I would like to play it but I want to give Joel a little break. I don't know if I want to put Joel through that. It's a dark. It's a dark game. It's I mean, I've, I've I've been pretty interested in it as I've been going back through it, like specifically because the first game came out long enough ago, and like enough has happened to cloud my memories of it. And then mm -hmm. two, not that long ago, so seeing like for example, it's like, oh wow, yeah, like Joel and Tommy were very young at the beginning of that game, you yeah, know? and stuff like that, mm -hmm. because two has taken place that much later in the timeline. Mm -hmm. But but even but the, again, that's not like not necessarily enough to push you all the way through it on its own. It does look very nice. Like, I don't yeah. think like that intro, you get a pretty good sense of it. I don't think the Boston area does the game a lot of favors. I mean, it's like intentionally a pretty drab rundown environment aesthetically. Yeah. Uh, like I haven't gotten to the, you know, some of the later stuff in that game, like the part with the drafts and like the snow stuff. Yeah. Like some of the later is, environments uh, are very, very good. Yeah. Like visually a striking game, but like this first area doesn't help show that off super well, but, but there, there is like the fidelity is there yeah. for sure. And the animation is definitely there. And they have some performance options, you know, quality, um, performance. They have their, um, 4k and their 60 mode. And, you know, uh, I played it on, 
think I played it on the compromise one. Is that, is that just performance? I think they say this is like, hey, the best um, compromise between image quality and we're going to try and lock in at 60 here. I think that might have been. Yeah, target 60. It's it's just one performance and one fidelity mode, which I can't believe we're at the point where we have to specify that at this point. Yeah, some right. games are shipping with like A four million. different rendering modes. Uh, um, so yeah, this, I, this I, seems like the text for people who care, like it seems like this might output at native 1440p. If you have that, that's the mm. description kind of makes it sound like it will do that. If that's what you're displaying at, I, I wasn't hundred percent sure. HDR didn't seem all that different to me turning, toggling it on and off on my TV. Um, but that, I think HDR is out of my scope of being able to talk about, like, I don't think. I could even know what HDR is supposed to look like at that point because it seems like it's all over the place. But yeah, I think uh, for seventy bucks, a PS Five, Last of Us. Um, we'll see what the market wants. That's yeah, why I guess that's my yeah. Like the, the person who should pay seventy bucks for this is the person who's never played it before. Yeah. Like there's, I think there's definitely enough game there if you're that person. Yeah. Like yeah, literally anyone else that maybe gets to be a little bit of a tougher sell. Unless you haven't played it in nine years and you really want to check it out again. Because I think what I would wait for is a somewhat $70-ish bundle of one and two. Like, I think that's maybe I could see that coming in like three years down the road. Having played both of them, not eager to jump back in, uh, that's probably what I would pay the money for is, okay, we've gone in, we've unified both of them to the point where you could play one and two and the the, uh, standalone one. Uh, in a unified way even then i'm not sure i'm ready to go back in yet i like those games a lot Mm -hmm. a hell of a lot all right uh let's talk about ninja turtles teenage mutant ninja turtles the cowabunga collection pretty much out on everything i'm going to boot it up on this pc as we talk about it okay just to make sure i can keep track of all the supplemental materials in here because they're out uh this is 40 bucks. It is out now. It, like I said, I think it's on almost everything out there. It is, Brad, if you have it in front of you, just fill in the gaps here, but it is see arcade. If it, see if I can do it from memory. So it's it's both arcade ma- uh, machines. Uh, J- Japanese and American re- yeah, US so like, releases. I, I, did, I didn't check. I think it's like, I think every game has both territories. I think you might be right. It's both arcade machines. It is the home versions of those across mm-hmm. the NES, Super NES, and I think that's it. Yeah, that's as far as I don't think they go past the 16-bit era with these. Uh, it's, on, it's it's Tournament Fighters on everything? Like, did they really put out an NES version of Tournament I Fighters? I they did. I mean, they did. It's in here, but I was like, what? So that one uh, you get the Genesis version as well. Yeah, so they did Tournament Fighters on NES, SNES, and Genesis. Um, what else is in here? All three Game Boy games, which I've only played the first of. Mm-hmm. Uh the hyperstone heist on genesis so an original game it was it was one that was built in the vein of the you know obviously the the arcade games yeah but it straight up uses the same sprites and stuff but so that is the one one of the ones that i totally forgot existed and have definitely never played before because i was not a genesis guy and did not really play any that many genesis games growing up so i was just like oh wow this is like a whole new thing for me and then all the nes games like i Last but not least, the infamous original NES game, among others. Which I saw someone um, saying today that that is apparently the best-selling third-party NES game of all time. I or at least not, at the time when it came out. I wouldn't be shocked if that's yeah. the case. It's like, that's a pretty big brand at the time. Ninja yeah. Turtles was pretty big at it that was time. A pretty bad game. I look. <laughs> 
something I, there. A lot of these games are actually pretty good, and you know, obviously they're they're from their era. They're they're simple in a lot of ways, but I think they are generally pretty functional. That game has did not hold up then, does not hold up now. Well, it's very hard. Yeah. Okay. It's it's very hard and pretty cheap. It's like um, it's a Roger Rabbit esque. Yeah, but I mean, you know, like much like the Last of Us remake, like you kind of know if you want to play these games or not, mm-hmm. and. Mm. Certainly, there is no shortage of other ways to play these old games these days. But this is Digital Eclipse, which, again, full disclosure, we know people there that we're friendly with. But, like, they, you know, the work they do on these collections, like they did that Blizzard Arcade collection two, three years ago, uh, some other stuff in that vein. Like, it's amazing. Like, they are absolutely it's a great se- package here. setting the gold standard for these, these like, reverence for these old games in these, in these collections. Um I think they've done this before. It's got this. It's got that amazing feature where you can watch one of the games where it'll just play itself, mm. and you can hit a button at any time and just jump in and take over. But you can also just sit there and watch it if you just want to see what it looks like. Um, they did a bunch of like what they call enhancements per game that are basically kind of like like low grade ROM hacks. Like a lot of them are just sort of. Uh, like, you know, they've got some, it's like, oh, eliminate the sprite flicker here. But then there's like, um, in the, the arcade game for the NES, they changed the jump kick controls. It's like, oh, you can start the kick earlier in the jump and you get more air control on it now. I'm like, holy shit. Oh, weird. They're like rebalancing this game to make it play better. Um, one of them like changes like which characters can go head to head. I think it's in one of the tournament fighters versions or something. Anyway, it's like they got in there and messed around with these games and the way they work Mm -hmm. in some pretty cool ways. And they uh-huh. have online, right? Yeah, some yes, of them. There's do. online. There's online play, but then like the real reason I was here is this Turtles Lair yes. mode, which is like there's so much supplemental material in here that they have a search function at the top <laughs> that literally lets you filter by differently like, categories and platforms and stuff because it says there are three three thousand seven hundred and forty one pieces of content in this supplemental materials. They've got. Like very nice, high quality scans of every box and and manual from both territories of each game. Mm-hmm. They've got. Uh, I assume they probably worked with like the Video Game History Foundation or somebody. Like, hey, they've got like a like every old magazine advertisement mm, promotion uh, for, for these games. And, yeah, uh, including the one that says "Turn your house into a sewer." Uh, I remember that one. Uh, that's a pretty good tagline. Um, They've got like old press kits. They've got old press releases from the late 80s with the PR information on them for it's literally for like, like that first NES game for a copy of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles contact so-and-so rep at this PR agency. It's like mm-hmm. incredible. And for the arcade machines. Yes. Yeah. Design documents for everything. Like they've got like the original Japanese design documents with like the hand-drawn sketches of different stuff in the games. Like it's just crazy. I mean, comic book scans. And the TV, an- the animated series. Stuff I got very TV. excited when I saw these animated series because I thought maybe they had episodes in here, but it's just still frames. I wish they had the intro. I, I mean, maybe that's a, a so licensing that's, nightmare. That seems like the one thing that in the current era they just are not able to get the license from. Like getting the all these games together in one place. Like there's a lot of licensing that has to happen to make that happen. Yeah, but like the new game doesn't have that theme either, and I assume that at some point, somewhere along the way, mm. somewhere in the publishing rights, they just can't make it work for whatever reason. Oh well, this game starts with the classic cartoon theme, if that's what you're talking about. It like does, right but it's at, not at the, the, the original vocal version. It's, it's no, I don't think so. I, don't I think know if it's, it's like I think it's the one they use in the new game. Okay, that that may be the case. I couldn't tell if it was that or if it's just a very high fidelity, like, re- uh, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say. 
It, uh, um, but it doesn't. It, when you're going through the archive stuff, it has stills from each episode, but does not have. Yeah, any, it's just yeah, it's yeah. just stills. It's not actual. Um, Look, they made a lot of episodes of that show. There's there's a limit to what they can do. <laughs> they've got dude. They've got like a, a Mirage Comics style guide in here that's got a bunch of like, what's the term? It's not like Pantone, is it the? Like oh, like numeric, the color chips? numeric codes for like what the colors on the different parts of each sure. turtle are supposed to okay. be. It's just like. An absolutely ludicrous amount of behind the scenes like documentation and stuff on these games. It's awesome. It's cool. It's I spent a lot of time in there. I yeah. did go through uh, a decent amount of the our first arcade game, more of the second one. I like that one better, uh, Turtles in Time, and it's they hold up. It's fun. You know, you just dump at this point. You just dump credits in. Yeah, you know, yeah. You, you'll make your way through. Yeah, yeah. If you want to play the games, I mean, this is a fantastic package to do it. But even if you don't, there's a lot of good stuff to. Yeah. to sort through in a really nice presentation in here. Well, I think this 40 is... 40 bucks, kind of, I mean, kind of steep a little bit. Yeah, I but, mean... But there's a lot in here. There's a lot of games. They did a lot of work. Like, like, the supplemental stuff is really, really good. And I think at this point, this might actually be the only modern legal way to play those arcade games because the XBLA versions have been delisted for a long time. Oh, have they? Yes. I didn't realize that. I think you can still download them on 360, but you cannot download them to other platforms. But you can't buy them. You anymore? can't buy them. No. Oh wow. Huh. Okay then. And they have um, kind of this part's not that exciting, but different filters if you're looking for it, or it, you can even put the border or stretch out the thing to widescreen, fill screen, and yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They've got CRT filters, and it's good. I think it's pretty a great much, package. Pretty much everything you could ask for in a thing like this. Yeah, this, I, I this think makes they, me sorry. No, no, I, I it, listen. I've got nostalgia for a lot of those games. This is a well done. We talked about this on some other show. If you're gonna do, if you're gonna do a nostalgia hit, or you're gonna do a repackaging, I think they're like you said, they're killing it. I think they did a great job, and they make it so they make it so that I just aren't gonna. I'm not gonna fire these ROMs up in an emulator and get the same experience. Like this is. This is better than the experience I would have of just putting it on an emulator, which I can obviously do. And, you know, I can't, I'm not going to go out and seek out all those supplemental materials just if they weren't presented to me. Yeah. 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 This is clearly made by people who have a deep reverence for old games. Um, yeah. This, yeah, this, seeing this makes me really excited for that Atari 50 collection that they've got coming out in a few months. It's good. Because they're doing some wild stuff for that one. Like it's a good way to do it. They're straight up making an old Atari, like finishing an old Atari game that never got made in that thing. Bless them. So, yeah. uh, I hope, I hope, I hope people are taking notes. Uh, that's the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Cowabunga Collection, again, available kind of everywhere. 40 bucks out now. Another quick one here that I was looking forward to. We saw the demo of this during one of those demo drives. I don't remember exactly which one. It was, it was. that Steam Summer, one, I think. So Steam Next Fest, I want to say. Summer Steam Next Fest. This is Tiny Kin had a demo out for a while. Uh, it was a big hit in this household. It is Tiny Kin is kind of a platformer, but mostly a Pikmin. Say it. Yes. Okay. It's, it's uh, right there the, word. In the name. Uh, so you are. I, I think this might have a little bit more fleshed out in the story. I think the I think the wrappings of this are very good. You are from a planet. You are a scientist from a planet who's going out to find the origins of the human race on your planet. Everybody says they started on uh, uh, their planet, but you go uh, onto this other planet, which we assume is Earth, with uh, these little things called um, 
tinykins and they follow you around, but there's a lot of bugs on this planet that worship, <laughs> worship this deity that you're trying to discover what this, what the whole story is with this deity. They worship that is absentee at this point kind of sounds like maybe humans are gone and the, mm. the bugs worship these deities and something happened. I'm not sure. Uh, all the while in very Pikmin fashion, you're trying to repair a ship. So you're finding parts for a ship. Uh, the Pikmin part comes in as you gather up these tiny kin. They have different colors with different attributes. Some explode, some stack up like a ladder, but it's more platformy and direct control than I would say something like a Pikmin is like you are, can use your, uh, little guys there to make a ladder. And then you climb the ladder to reach a reach a thing, or you're just throwing uh, red ones to blow stuff up. And it's a lot of collectibles and a lot of going around these interior levels that kind of remind me of a Katamari level. Like everything is oversized for for you. You're tiny. It's neat. I like it a lot. It's it's also on Game Pass. It's twenty five dollars. Uh, I it might not be that long. I'm mm-hmm. not sure. I feel like I've gone through about if I'm if it's unlocking the little i think they're called tinykins if unlocking the little tinykins is any uh metric i have about half of them or more three quarters of them unlocked now and i haven't played that much of the game so we'll see there might be levels where you just aren't getting new ones and you're just using the ones you have it could be but i'm not i'm not exactly sure but i like it a lot it's 25 dollars again available also on game pass if you're out there subscribing to game pass tinykin catch up I'm glad that panned out. That demo seemed neat. It is. And and, and, and it's adorable. Or wore its influences extremely on its sleeve. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not messing around. I mean, Pikmin, Tiny Kin, it is just right there. But it like we said before, in, somebody's got to remake these games. Mm-hmm. Alex, what is up with your, your NFL 23, <sighs> your Madden NFL 23 takes? All right, look. Last week, I said Madden 23 felt like it was, you know, Better game, maybe a step forward for where things have been. I hadn't really run into much in the way of bugs at that point. Uh, And then literally the next night I was playing and I got the exact same worst bug I got in last year's game. Oh no. Which is to say it was a punt fake that resulted in the ball flying off to the side and buzzing around the screen like a fly while the rest of the players basically did a giant mosh pit in the center of the screen and kind of crab walked back in and out of it from time to time. Did you record this? Oh yeah, it's on my Twitter account. Okay. I believe it will be in highlight reel this week. Okay, good. I wish I had saved the screenshot I saw going around where it looked like a like a giant stone prison had been erected in the middle of the field. Yes. Like, I, I assume that that might've been like some debug testing something or other, but just like giant walls had just risen up and out, out of the field around a bunch of the players. Yes. Here's the uh. thing. I, and I'm, I'm going to quote uh, noted Madden scholar, John Boyce on this one video games. And I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but you know, video games are extremely difficult to make, you know, but they've also made incredible strides in over the years with huge scale, huge amounts of work and, and just, you know, like video games have, have become an incredible thing. The EA developers have been making a game in the same 120 yard box for decades now, literally 120 yard. Like, you know, it is a, it is a, sphere of an arena where you are just playing the same game year after year after year 
the fact that like literally the same bugs I was running into last year are still cropping up here after they went out and said this is going to be the least buggy one we've ever put out this is going to be the most polished version of Madden in years I'm just like you know those like old Buster Keaton bits where like you know he's standing in front of a house and then the front of the house falls down and you see that it's a set behind there Mm-hmm. So they added one extra piece of plank of wood to make sure you didn't see the house fall as quickly as you normally do in Madden. That's what it feels like. Dude, never mind. Like, forget whether they delivered or not on their promise of it being the least buggy Madden. The fact that they even have to come out and say that in the first place is I know. astonishing. It's yeah. just been in a bad place. Like, EA Sports stuff has been in a bad place for years now. I just I'm trying to imagine another franchise getting like this is the least buggy Nintendo uh, Mario game that you've ever played. Like, any other franchise, only well, in sports they, games. They, only they, in sports they, games can you get away with this. I mean, they've had a relatively captive audience, right, with those exclusive licenses for a long time. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't know. Well, like, I'll, I'll say, say it is again. it's on the field action as it, it like when it works, which I'd, I'd say is more often than not so far with uh, my time with the game is better than what they put out last year. But if, you, if you're waiting for them to have solved the bug problem, they have not done that yet. So they said least buggy, not zero buggy. They said so most it, polished version of Madden in years. Is it still the most polished version of Madden in I years? I hope not. <laughs> not that they're saying it's perfect, but no. it's better than it has been so far, right? I mean, I've run, run into less frequent bugs, right? Yeah, but they're still listen. there. They're still there. The more I play, the more I see. So that is mm. not a good sign. That's just the, that's just math. Uh, all right. Uh, I will. Let's wrap this up. Maybe talking a little bit about other bugs. Cult of the Lamb seems to be less buggy. The best. This is oh, the most good. polished version of Cult of the Lamb I have played on the PS5. It seems like some patches went out. Uh, solved my problems I was having with uh, certain the followers coming into the temple and also uh, getting lo- soft locked on rituals. Mm-hmm. So uh, solve that problem. I did run into a bit of a soft lock problem with indoctrinating uh, another person when I, you know, you bring them into your camp, it kind of soft lock there, but uh, I only ran into that once and it seemed to not happen again. So I think I'm going to try and wrap that one up if I can. Uh, now that those bugs hopefully are ironed out and just kind of move forward and, and put that one to bed. Cult of the lamb out now. That was 25 bucks as well. Did go back to Elden Ring. Continue to march. I'm marching through on you Elden Ring. You seem to think you're getting near the end of that thing. I seem Again. to think I am. I reached, I reached a point where I turned around and went the other way because I thought I was going to enter into the end game. They wanted me to do a thing, wanted me to commit a sin, and I said, I'm not ready for that yet. And so I, I turned around and I said, I got other stuff to do. I got this whole other hallig tree or whatever to go take care of. So doing that. And I am rot breathing and mimic tearing my way through yeah. that game. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I switched. I made the switch. I'm more, a katana more, now. No more blood fang. Oh, I'm I'm a katana. Sometimes I'm two katanas. Sometimes I'm one katana. I'm a, I'm all bleed all the time. Just watch out for me. I, I, I ain't got time to be all bleed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at some point, I think the blood fang, the animation actually got too slow for some of those bosses, and I just could not. Could not get the damage in, even though it was hitting harder. I was taking, I was getting pounded. They start to hit pretty hard where I was, and mm-hmm. um, I I needed to be a little quicker on the draw there. So I made the switch. It's Uchigatana time. Uh, nice. El- nice. Elder Ring continues to be a fantastic game. I, I fired up Horizon once in the midst of playing The Last of Us and Ninja Turtles on the PS5. Did you, did you jump in? 
spun the camera around a couple times. <laughs> just wanted to float it back up to my top of my list, just to keep I, it around. I uh, I was I had to make room for The Last of Us, and and you know, Horizon's not a small game on the PS. No, it is not. Uh, oh yeah, uh, and I didn't delete it because I'm like, I just got to get in there and just get those two. There's those two trophies. Dude, I just got to get those. Just get those get trophies. That, you should go get that platinum and then delete that game. Oh my gosh, I just need to get those trophies and, and be done. Ugh, it's like 70 gigs, I think. Anyway, those are the games. Immortality, The Last of Us, Part 1. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Cowabunga Collection, Tiny Kin, Madden NFL 23, Cult of the Lamb, A Little Elden Ring, A Little Horizon, Forbidden West. Very, very little Horizon, Forbidden West. I'll, you know, probably pick it back up while we're out. Yeah. 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 Like, between between that and Last of Us, like I've finished The Last of Us before, I should go back to Horizon. I just uh, it became a bit of a slog. Yeah, I I hear you. I hear you. Some of those side missions, there are a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I they're enjoy green them. and they're exclamation marks. And how can I not do them? How could you not do them? You gotta need those materials. All right, let's take another break here, and we'll be back with the news. This week's show is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Alex Navarro, Brad Shoemaker. You're not going to walk out of the house naked, right? Not if I can help it. You're going to put your VPN on first. Yeah, of course. Of course. One leg at a time, like I always do. (laughs) ExpressVPN is the easiest way to browse safely, securely, and just better. I just use ExpressVPN. I was away on a trip. I've had ExpressVPN for a couple of years here. When I got on that hotel Wi-Fi, I slipped right into ExpressVPN. One click, very easy. Get in there, and then I was able to access the internet, let's say. Yeah. What are you doing on that vacation there? I was. I had to access my GitHub account, uh-huh. and I was doing yes. some coding, and then sure. I, I used my ExpressVPN, and then VPNed into my home computer! Likely story. Uh-huh. And then uh, I watched, uh, you know, I watched uh, some videos, uh, you know, and it's That's fast That's what they enough. all it's, say. It's got great speeds. It was connected very easily. I was even able to stream in HD problemless on the hotel Wi-Fi. And they didn't know it. they didn't know a damn thing. It says here you can connect to ExpressVPN and you won't even realize you have it on, which I can vouch for. It's pretty seamless. So right now, go to expressvpn.com slash nextlander and you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash nextlander to get three extra months of ExpressVPN expressvpn.com slash nextlander thanks expressvpn all right we are back and it is time to check in and see what's happening in the video game world that is related to news it's a long way of saying brad what's going on out there? events of a current nature yeah yeah Ideally. how What's going to happen out there if you are interested in playing video games? How is my life going to be affected? Well, they went and raised the price of the PlayStation 5. Oh, fantastic. If you live in Europe, the UK, Japan, China, Australia, or Mexico. Or Wait, I don't, li- I don't live in, in any of those places. Well, then buy all of the $499 <laughs> PS5s you want. Wait, so they're raising USA! the price? USA! USA! <laughs> they're raising it everywhere but here? Yes. That huh. is a wild choice. Well, okay. I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I ain't no economist, but I assume that has something to do with the strength of the dollar. I don't know. Uh, but I, I could not say for sure. Um, 
I think. It's hard to feel like a victory, really. No. It's still <laughs> it's really a $500 just... console. Mm, but also, no. okay, so it's, I, you know, they're raising I, in all these territories. I, I would you know, I, I would rather pay a little extra for PS5 and not have to spend a bulk of the last two weeks on the phone with various health insurance representatives. Mm, but I anyway. Think, I don't think it has to be an either-or. No, that's, uh, the, that's the choice. Huh. That's um, the choice. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, I think it would be more instructive to throw out some percentages here rather than just absolute values. Okay. These percentages are from Forbes, so if the math is wrong, it's their fault. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really pretty minor, except in Japan, where the price is going up 21%. That's a decent percent. Jeez. Uh, the, rest are, the rest are kind of 3 to 6%. 10% in the UK. No, I'm sorry. 10% is in Europe. I mean, that's not, chump, that's not chump change considering the price of this thing. Yeah, like in Canada, it's another $20, which, you know, not catastrophic. Nobody wants the price to go up, but yeah. here we are. It's all um, gas that thing takes. Yes, exactly. Please only put unleaded in your PlayStation 5. Thank you. Ideally. Um... Okay. So is that it? Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I don't know what to say about this other than that sucks. It's interesting that seems like maybe other console makers aren't going to follow suit. Yeah, of course. Like, Microsoft has jumped on. I mean, it's exactly just like this Last of Us thing we were just talking about, right? Like, it's of a piece with them not putting that Last of Us remake on their PlayStation Plus service. They need to make money in a mm-hmm. way that Microsoft does not. So... So they've, so they've said this is due to, I assume, supply chain stuff and inflation. Yeah, and, and inflation. Cost. Yes, they are, they are citing supply chain and inflation problems, so, of course. So uh, let me ask you this. Uh, I'm going to assume the answer is 0%, but percent chance that the price comes back down. Oh, uh, yeah, I, th- I can see it. Non-zero? Yeah, I think okay. so. Well, they okay. will eventually lower the price of the PS5, if that's what you're saying, <laughs> but I don't think they're going to bring it back to the regular MSRP. They'll probably be when they actually decide they, they need to do sale. the full-on, like, hey, what if we just start selling this thing for 50 bucks less? Okay. I can uh, see it, but also I'm sure I, I, am, I am absolutely positive there are other industries where prices are going up because of inflation. Inf- in, oh, you did, you did uh, quotes. So people uh-huh. can't see that. Infla- yes. Inflation. Um, anyway, yes, Microsoft was very happy to take this opportunity to come out and say the <laughs> retail price of the Xbox Series S is still $299. <laughs> like, yeah, they are not changing anything on their end. And Nintendo had told investors they had no plans to do so for the Switch recently mm-hmm. as well. I don't um, know if there's any way you could get away with selling a Nintendo Switch <laughs> for more money than you currently charge. Oh, I bet they could. I bet they absolutely could. Oh, they, they could get shouldn't. away with it. People absolutely would buy that thing for more if they had to. And it's on a Switch, very popular. No, I know that. I'm not, I'm just saying that, like, I just feel like the, the justification there is going to be even flimsier than, like, oh, yeah, yeah. the newer stuff. Yes, I mean, obviously it is woefully outdated at this point, but... I think it's an interesting thing to see and watch as we get into the holiday season as people have less across the board money to spend out of their pocket Mm -hmm. and prices go higher and availability let's hope availability is there what what is left on a shelf and what is right so yeah yeah it's a it's a bummer for consumers of course although i can tell you as someone who just assembled a new computer build over the last month Mm. like boy are prices on everything through the roof yeah like do y'all ever use camel 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 no 
that's a good way to track like just any kind of goods on amazon you can punch an amazon oh, ID number somebody had sent that to me maybe you sent that site. to me once yeah maybe like they graph prices over time from the beginning of a product so it's just a it's, it's a nice way to look at historical data although obviously amazon does weird sales and stuff all the time so it's like not you know it's not absolute but there is some value in seeing like oh this thing came out in 2019 and look at what the price has done and just yeah. like everything is so high right now amazon i've noticed also and maybe this could be me because they do weird things with data but i feel like they now on their front page put that every oh it's weird it's amazing everything is always 10 to 20 percent off no matter mm-hmm. it's just they, you gotta they wonder just how they do it it's just always right. 10 to 20 percent off msrp just constantly they just shouldn't uh, be able to do that but you know like the type of power supply i bought it's like 60 bucks more than it was two years ago you know just stuff like that mm-hmm. like it's it's it is rough uh Yes, condolences to anyone still trying to get a PS5 that now has to pay even more and spend more time tracking they, down a PS5. They're shockingly available. Yeah. I, th- I think more part so. of... I, so it seems like they are not selling the Horizonless SKU right oh, now. Oh, just not putting it out. It's, it seems like pretty much all you can get is the Horizon bundle that is more. So that might have something to do with it. But it was on. it was in stock on... I think on Sony's retail outlet, like the way they, I forget what, what is the name of that thing where they sell? I think, I think it's it was Sony themselves. It's not just store, is it? Anyway, PS5s were in stock for like multiple hours on Monday, <laughs> I want to say. A, I guess that's a good sign. Or at least an hour. By the time I had, I, I didn't follow up, but it, it was just kind of sitting there ready to add to cart for at least an hour after they announced that they were in stock. Maybe so. I can get one someday that doesn't crash when I put it into rest mode. Mm, still doing that it's you know it's only certain games but unfortunately it's elden ring which i just shut it down now yeah it's the safe bet bet. all right uh playstation also in the news brad not just for price increases but for actual playable stuff Uh, they're letting people play psvr2 at tgs for the first time that's good news. Which feels like it just came out of nowhere. <laughs> TGS or people playing stuff unreleased at TGS? Yeah, okay. both. All of the above? Uh-huh. I don't know. PSVR 2 felt like this very nebulous, mythical thing for a long time. And now all of a sudden, just here it is. It's all coming together. Like on a show like- floor with somebody ready to play it. I mean, it's coming out next spring. And like, yes, they had their proper stage unveil. At, God, where was that? CES? Where did they show that thing off for the first time? Anyway, like they've done the marketing song and dance over the months of like, here's what it looks like. Here's, mm-hmm. here's the information specs. X and Y, but still right. it just feels like this kind of came out of nowhere of like, wait, what really? They're just going to have the thing on kiosks at a trade show. Really? They're really serious about getting it out early next year. I guess they have to, right? Yeah. Like it's getting close to that time. They're letting people play the R the VR version of resident evil village. Mm, on it. Okay. Which That's does not have one. a date at this time. I don't believe. I don't think so. But anyway, I'm curious. I'm sure there will be hands-on impressions coming out of that show of that thing, and I'm curious to hear what people think of it. I wonder how many prices they have written on a piece of paper at this point that get shuffled around constantly. Just like, I mean, if this PlayStation price raise is any indication, it might be more than any of us were hoping for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a, percent, a percentage more. I just, I'm so curious. It's got to be somewhere in the four to six. Yeah. They can't charge six. $600 for this. They can't. Oh, they can. No, they, they can, could. but they shouldn't. Should they? Is a different question. It's got two controllers. 
How much would how much did the PSVR one go for? Uh, there were different SKUs. I want to say it was four hundred at launch. Ooh. That sounds right. I could be wrong. That sounds right. I mean, you got the deep discount not too long after that. I was gonna say that's not what I paid for mine. Yeah, yeah, they started. Yeah, I, I when I finally bought my own, it was like two hundred, I think, or two fifty okay. for the bundle. Two fifty was the bundle. Yeah, no, no camera, or you got the camera and the and the. Bonds? I got the very reduced Astrobot one because I had a, I had moves and a camera already. Okay, I was a huge moron and already had one. Because I somehow got one when I got my launch PS4, and I okay. was just like, I have this. That was the first time I ever used it for anything. The camera. The camera. Yeah. I mean, the camera you kind of needed. No, you kind of need it for, for that. that. Yeah, for that. Uh, all right. Well, yeah, I hope- Yeah, 400. I, uh, 400 to launch. Oof. What for the original. So I could see this coming in at six. Mm. If that one went for 400 without these fancy controllers- I. I think five is the ceiling for what you can justify, and that I, is even like pushing it a little. I, I I agree in terms of what the market will bear. I mean, who knows what the cost of goods is on this thing and yeah. stuff like that? But yeah, I, I people would I think people would balk at anything over five hundred. I mean, plenty of people are going to balk at five hundred. Yeah, I think yeah. the bigger thing is you are not going to get a lot of takers at six hundred. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Five hundred and ninety nine U.S. dollars. Uh-huh. How this goes. One dollar. Nah. Uh, no prices right rules here. So that's happening over at TGS, which is happening two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. Sure. Two weeks. Two weeks. Uh, it's the uh, middle of September there. So keep an eye out for that, and keep an eye out for videos. Not from us necessarily, but videos coming out. I'm sure. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to TGS. Reacts. Alex reacts. To Resident Evil VR. I would love to go to a TGS someday. I've never been mm-hmm. to one, but Aww. I'm not going this year. Someday. Uh, all right. And then Sony, not out of it yet. We're now, should we transition into the, we should really get music for this. The mergers and acquisitions block. Uh, sure. The, yeah. Mergers the, and acquisitions. <laughs> Here's your M&A minute. Uh-huh. Who is buying whom and what are they paying for? Uh, NetEase is buying Quantic Dream. Alex reacts. <laughs> Boo! Which part? Kind of all of it. Okay. <laughs> Look, okay. My feelings on Quantic Dream, I think, are fairly well known at this point. Uh-huh. I have a lot of sympathy for some very talented people there, especially on the technical side. They make great-looking games. They're crea- they're creatively bankrupt a studio. Uh, and at this point, all with all the weird allegations around toxic culture and stuff, like I'm just mm-hmm. I can't get behind anything with Quantic Dream at this stage. How do you feel about Net- NetEase? I have no opinion of them other than, well, that's a choice you can make. Okay, fair enough. Well, I guess, what- I guess NetEase had already invested in the studio at some point. Yes, uh, this is not their first investment. Ago, which, I, which I had forgotten about. I mean, they straight up, the co-CEO literally addressed the allegations about the workplace culture in his comment about this deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but remember, they like sued people over those. Oh yeah, like, oh yeah, they're like libel lawsuits. Yeah, what? they won they one lost? of those and they yeah, lost they, another one. Yeah, they full on were just like, nah. Yeah, was their position on this, and they took that same position here. Uh, take that as you will. Yeah. Yeah. All well, right. Anyway, I, I guess I guess it's NetEase's first Western studio. Okay. Yes, they have so. I, I, entirely been investing in in. Well, no, I don't know. They might have some some American investments. It's their first mm. European one, I think. Oh, was that what it was? I thought yeah, it was I think like it's their Western first European inv- like studio. Okay, you might be right. Let me double check. Oh, you're right. You're right. That is first first European studio. Yes. Yeah. 
So uh, they, uh, uh, we, the Quantic Dream just came up recently because they are helping out or associated with that they're underwater They're publishing game? and maybe doing some development on that like undersea exploration yeah. game. Okay. Which I can't remember the name of because there were a lot of games during that thing. And they yes. also have that Star Wars thing, right? Yeah, they're doing Star Wars Eclipse, whatever that is. We'll okay. see. <laughs> they stopped Oops. talking about that thing pretty quick after that <laughs> announcement. They kind of did, didn't they? Uh, okay, so that's NetEase and Quantic Dream. So that's an acquisition at this point. That's no longer Minority Stake. Yeah, they just own it outright. They just, yes, they are wholly owned now. Uh, and then what's this other one with uh, uh, Sony and Tencent? Uh, they each now own, let's round to roughly 15% each of, uh, of From Software. That is, a, that is such a weird one to me. And Sony and From Software. Man, whatever old is new, whatever new is old, I guess, right? So it was funny. It was funny reading this story because from sorry, from uses Bandai to publish in the states. Yes, yeah? but they are not, not, a, not a subsidiary always. of them. Not okay. always. I mean, the Dark Souls, Dark Souls, and Elden Ring, Namco. But Sekiro okay. wasn't. Bloodborne was Sony. Sekiro was Activision. Uh, there is there is this weird quote in here from Bandai. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that was, this is on Video Games Chronicle. I thought that was like the most interesting part of the story. Why don't you read that one? It's a weird one. Well, so first of all, like, it sounds like the, what they want to use this investment for is to start self-publishing globally. From. Which, yes, which is interesting. They publish, I I actually didn't even realize this because obviously we're not really exposed to that market that much, but they self-publish in Japan and I guess always have. Hmm. But like you said, they're putting out, say, Dark Souls and Elden Ring under Bandai Namco, for example, over here. So they sounds like they want to become a global publisher in their own right, at least for their own games, which is certainly an understandable goal. Yeah. And they're going to try to use this capital to get there. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, you can you can say we, there are multiple quotes in here. I don't know which one particularly you're talking about, if you want to call well, it so, out. But. So there's, the, there's a... In the article on Video Game Chronicles, they kind of go and they talk about how Bandai has also been behind the scenes to secure IP partnerships with developers. And you'd think like, hey, we're looking to secure, you know, Elden Ring, you know, yeah, to make this, sure that these things are sewn up. Yeah, this uh, is quoted, quoted from an interview with GamesIndustry.biz that their COO did. Yeah, so they go on to say it's basically this one here, Brad, about how they've got the money to throw around to do this. And I, I wasn't sure how to read this. I'll just read it. It says, so... This is something that we work on, uh, referencing kind of um, IP stuff. You know, this spread of acquisition that we're seeing is affecting some of the smaller publishers in their capacity to access the best studios in the world. But we at Bandai Namco have the financial means to secure those partnerships. Yeah, that is the same quote that I'd really caught it's, my eye reading this. was like, oh, right, yeah. Like, I hadn't even... Well, first of all, I started to say I haven't even considered the plight of the kind of lowly mid-tier third-party publisher, but that's yeah. really not... I mean, Bandai Namco, last I checked, is a huge company, so maybe that's not necessarily them, but, like, there are a lot of publishers out there that suddenly maybe aren't going to be able to work with small studios in the same way they used to because those small studios are now being swallowed up by giant corporations. Yeah, they go on to say, I mean, just to kind of reinforce what they're saying here, they go on to say, we work on a number of measures to secure those partnerships. Mm -hmm. You're talking first option rights. You're talking IP ownership. You're talking minority stakes in those studios. So there are ways to secure those relationships. I mean, it's really them saying we've got the money to throw around to make sure we can kind of knock out uh, competition in this space. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, so, I mean, it's it's certainly changed their deal-making posture now that they have to kind of compete with these studios potentially selling to a first party or something like that. Yeah, so that's it's kind of wild. And, and, you know, again, the Sony's relationship with From in terms of Demon Souls is interesting because Sony wound up owning that, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Keeping, keeping that. Yes. Um, and Bloodborne? Yes, I believe so. Okay. Pretty, I'm I'm 99% sure they own that IP. And I believe Namco owns Dark Souls. Um, Don't know about Elden Ring. <laughs> Elden Ring, we've talked about previously, did very, 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 yeah, very, yeah, very, yeah, like very, very well. Kind of not very surprising in the wake of that game being goddamn huge. Of course they want to get yeah. all the money from those games now. And, you know, this doesn't necessarily mean that everything from, from software now with a 15% kick-in from Sony only comes out on Sony platforms, but no. it is interesting to... Uh, just everybody's got a piece of everything yeah and tencent literally i think has a piece of everything so yeah uh yeah there's another quote in here from from arnold muller who's the ceo of namco when we invest in ip creation when we invest in marketing for these ips we also have to keep in mind that we have to get some sort of security towards the future of the studio that develops this ip if the ip doesn't belong to us yeah so like they are trying to sweeten these deals to make sure that they can continue doing this work with these studios and they don't just get swallowed up. Yeah. Again, all in, in reference to consolidation within the industry as these studios get swallowed or taken independent studios get taken under the wing of, or invested in by bigger publishers and bigger, uh, um, distribution partners. It's, it's wild out there, man. Mm-hmm. It's embraced. Also, I don't, I don't know about you guys. I still have this weird feeling of like, man, I wonder how all this is going to shake out when we're back in the office. <laughs> I don't know why I've always got that. <laughs> shit in the back of my mind i don't know if i will ever completely lose that of like oh this stuff's weird now from my very limited <laughs> vantage point here in this home office uh-huh. but like once we're back in yeah which are once your things get back to normal and like uh-huh. and we've got like developers coming through again and we're like hearing things from people again about what it's like out there like oh right never mind that's wild all right um, that's from software and Sony and Tencent, and that's uh, your current merger and acquisition. I'm sure something else was bought while we're recording this podcast, but we'll hit that uh, the week after next. And finally, here, everybody loves digital rights management. <sighs> My favorite thing. You made me click on news. Oh boy, who bought to what? see? Uh, what happened this time? What may have happened? A Nintendo uh-huh. Direct featuring Wind Waker and Twilight Princess is reportedly coming in September. Wind Waker Switch, we assume? Yeah, that's probably all It's gotta is, be. That's but, all they're pushing now, right? But that, that should have happened a long time ago. So, alright, let me just ask you this. We shouldn't talk about this story because there's not much there yet, but... Oh, this, Wind- is, a, this is a Jeff Grubb joint, to be clear. <laughs> uh, Wind Waker, do you think, coming to their virtual consoles no no definitely this not. would be a remake or a polished yeah. up version for the they switch will, they will sell this for full price oh devil is my guess well we're on the nintendo tip already you've kicked um, open the door yeah don't, don't forget they, they put wind waker out in hd on the wii u mm-hmm. so this, yes that i very own it much that very much is just a hey you already did this you should just put this out on the console people actually bought yep yep because it's a great game uh, what what else is going on with the Nintendo here, Brad? Uh, D- 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 Nuvo is putting their shit on the Switch. Stop it! No, they're not. Denuvo. They want the, to, though. The world's most popular anti-piracy middleware on the PC. 
Uh, popular in terms of search, specifically, I, how do I get this off my computer? Yes. I was being a bit flippant. I know. Yeah. I know. Not, not especially. Denuvo not looked upon not kindly beloved. by. There are a couple of twirly mustache villains in the like game scene. I feel like Denuvo is definitely I tied your game to a railroad track uh, style villain, and here comes and the I'm running I, like that train is running over your internet cable over and over and over yeah. again. Yeah, yeah, and a lot, of, a lot of people have had problems with Denuvo integrated PC games over time, performance, stability, etc. Yeah. Uh, anyway, they're now coming up with some similar kind of anti-piracy measure that can be included in Switch games. Great. So there's so, a um, there's an addendum, there's an update in this article from Kotaku that says it's it's mostly a, a, aimed at third parties, right? Asking for this, not Nintendo. I think like didn't Denuvo say that? Well, yes, Denuvo said that. that, They straight up said strong demand from publishing partners. Mm -hmm. Kind of, I guess, implying that. Do they come out and say? They don't say who it is. They start by saying, because of NDAs, we are not allowed to disclose company names. Uh, But I guess, yeah, the language here does kind of imply it's third party studios. Yeah, I mean, Nintendo has its own lawyers. They can go uh, go after that shit anytime they want. Um, they they did say it will not require an internet connection because it is a handheld console. That's what they say. That's what they say. That's what they say. Um, they also went out of their way to say this will also defeat people trying to dump their own games from their Switch. Why don't you read that piece of shit, Lauren? They yeah, let's there. do that. As you know, dumping your bot games for backup purposes is a long-standing argument from pirates that is simply used to justify piracy. Shit. The majority of players use emulators with ROMs from pirate sources and are not self-dumped. And if they dump it themselves, they will require a jailbroken console to do that. I mean, they're not wrong about that. (laughs) Technically, yes. But, I mean, I know know people who go out of their way to dump their own Switch games to play on an emulator and not just download games from the internet. But if you want to paint everybody with the same brush, I mean, hey. And they do. It's not like they have a lot of public capital to lose at this point. No, it's literally uh, their business to paint with a broad brush. Uh, I don't know, man. Like the 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 third party publishers quote is very funny, just because I feel like I remember that being the thing that would came out when everyone was like, "Why did Microsoft embark upon this folly of the always <laughs> online Xbox One that checks to make sure you're not playing used games?" And, you know, that was very much, sounds like it was very much at the behest of publishers who wanted that, who also asked that of Sony. And the company made a decision to do that, and another made the com- decision not to do that, and we all saw how that went out. I'm yeah. just saying, like, it's not, a, it's not a good justification, because of course a publisher is going to ask, how do we find a way to keep people from fucking dumping these Switch games? That doesn't mean you have to do it. Hmm. But then again, that's Denuvo's whole business, is doing it um, when they shouldn't. Yeah, well, a lot of people are out, are, are out there are in the business of defeating Denuvo protection, so we'll see what happens here. Yeah, one, one of those people is Denuvo, who Does I that, feel like their, their track record with a thing having legs is not super great. I, 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 don't, I don't know that there's ever been a good public explanation for why a lot of games just have the Denuvo stuff removed after a period of time. I mean, Doom, wasn't it Doom who, like, yeah, Doom, Doom notoriously, Eternal, I believe, had it. Yeah, and they stripped it out because of uh, process, like, it was eating up some uh, background processes, wasn't it? Well, a lot of games have it removed, and I wonder if there's actually just some term of service that you pay for up front. 
like mm. you're paying for six or 12 months or something <laughs> like that. I, I, I really don't yeah. know. Right. But, but a decent number of games do pull it after some time. If ever a switch, I mean, I know they're saying this is non-critical and shouldn't impact the, uh, uh, the experience in any game. I don't believe them at all. Mm-hmm. But if any console cannot spare a fucking cycle, it is the Switch. So, mm-hmm. yeah, really, it's very really, true. <laughs> really hope that it is true for them if, if they're going to go ahead with this. Let's see what happens. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, that's kind of on the news front now. I guess we could look forward to Wind Waker and Twilight Princess. You said I guess, Those are, I guess so. Yeah. Or, or uh, we'll see what happens. I mean. They should do that. Yes. yes. That, that should happen. Also, it was smart to get Skyward Sword out of the way before this. Because if, yeah. if you ended on that one, I don't know uh, about that. I assume the Wind Waker they would put out would be the one they, they did with that cleaned up or tightened up some of the boat stuff too, right? That's, that's the Oh, yeah. yeah. No, it would that be that in, version. That, that, was, that was part of the HD one, yeah. <clears throat> All right. That's going to wrap up our news for this week. Brad, do we have any emails we want yeah, to get Yeah, there's to? a few. Why don't we read like two? Okay. Yeah. Hit me with Pod- an email. Podcastnextliner.com. Adriano wrote in to let Alex know that it's not holy guacamole, it's holy macaroni. What? Oh, yeah, it is. Okay, that's correct. Yes, I, I said Homer Simpson said holy guacamole, oh. but it said it's a holy macaroni. Yeah, that's okay. Okay. You're right. They're absolutely this, right. This email was sort of in a... Um, what say you kind of posture <laughs> about this egregious <laughs> oversight? Uh, I mean, what do you guys you... say? Am I fired? I'll, I'll, uh, I'll allow it this once. Okay. I mean, you've lost a little bit of Simpsons cred. That's fine. So it's dude. I I'm, I'm like in game money a hundred <laughs> hours in, like I have so much currency. I'm never going to spend nine, 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 nine. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. I wasted one potion. I'll live. Holy macaroni. You've got a lot of Simpsons cred. Holy macaroni. Speaking of which, I think yeah. that line is from the Homer Cubed vignette, correct? Uh, yes, it is. That is when he is in the world and he is trying to come up with the majestic thing to say about it. Uh, okay. You're yes, back up. When, when he goes to the third dimension, yes. In that context, Travis from Fargo, y'all excited for Halloween? Eh, I like Halloween. I like Halloween a lot. I my excitement for Halloween has you know steadily diminished uh, the further I get away from the part where you get candy. Ooh, sorry, mm. but I do you love can, Halloween. Like as a you concept. Have no reason you can't buy yourself candy on oh, Halloween. Dude, yeah. well, oh, yeah. November first is the day for that. But you yeah. know the novelty of the trick or treating obviously is mm. uh, not really a thing that I do as a middle aged man with no children. I, mm. I I I liked Halloween as an excuse to watch those good old Treehouse of Horrors, but then I watched all of those for like three years in a row, and now I can't do that anymore. Neil, a break. Now what? Halloween. Have you considered I, watching Tales from the Crypt? Oh, not all the time. We've talked about this. I would love okay. to. Are they unavailable? Then we have this conversation. They're hard to find. Well, they're, they're, not, they're only out on DVD. Yeah, uh, I like have the full DVD set, but yes, releases. Look, man, I can get you. Tales from the Crypt. If you need okay, it. I may have to take you up on. You know what? I would that that sounds like some good Halloweenish October material. Yeah, that I would like to see. Uh, Halloween's just kind of stressful now. Got to come up with work with the kids for costumes. Then I have to answer the door a lot for giving out candy. Worry about having enough candy in the house. I don't necessarily like. I'm not a candy person. I don't like sweets so much. So uh, leftover candy isn't thrilling to me. Mm-hmm. They don't thrill but you at all. I enjoy the like walking around in Halloween. 
with kids. So yeah, sure, okay. sure. I'll tell you what I I'm looking forward to. October thirty first. The weather. It being October thirty first. Oh, you're ready for the the ten days of fall we're gonna get this year. I hope it falls on one of those days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's if it's either gonna be ninety degrees or snowing. So yep, uh, one of them. Yeah. So yeah, yes. Looking forward to Halloween. What the hell are the kids gonna be this year? I don't know. What are the kids into right now? I don't know. Can they go as know. Fortnite? It, probably the Rock from Fortnite. That's what. Uh, and Goku from Fortnite. <laughs> I don't know. It's like stressful. Like I don't. We got. We got to make a costume. The whole thing. It's like, man. He was. I think Max was Venom last year. Can't remember. That's a pretty good one. Muscle suit. Yeah, we did. A, we stuffed a bunch of bunting into a big shirt, and I painted a Venom thing. I don't remember what my daughter was. Man, you know the costumes only really last one year. They grow right out of it. Yeah. <sighs> stressful. Until right. they hit their teenage years. By that point, they're just out there causing mischief on mischief night. They are not even really trick-or-treating anymore. Right. That's just a flannel shirt and jeans and a pillowcase. Yeah. That's all you need. And a bunch of a carton of eggs and some toilet paper. Yep. Yeah. If you're lucky, shaving cream. But I don't even know. Do they, shell, do they sell foam shaving cream anymore? I mean, I, I thought they did. Did they stop? I don't know. Like Barbasol cans? Like of, yeah, well, I'm sure they do. I have a lot of it is like gel now, right? Yeah, I was going to say. I didn't, uh, so it, you just got to everything... lather it yourself. Yeah, that's, see, that's how what bad I do. do you want this. I bought like a little, little one of those little bars of soap and get to a little lather. <laughs> you're saying you're gonna lather it yourself and throw it on somebody's house? Well, here's <laughs> the trick though: is that the gel ones they don't make the big <laughs> sound yeah. when you whoosh when you send it out. So actually, yeah. it's much stealthier oh, to do stealthier. it that way. I see. Okay, you have to like. Um, I mean, you guys, I don't know how much spraying the stuff you did, but did you do the thing where you melted the pin and then stuck it in the the nozzle to get the little the melt the nozzle mm-hmm. so it gets a little stream. I I have not really pranked, honestly. That's not pranking. That's just shaving cream wars. Mm. That's just otherwise you got to put it in your hand and like <laughs> on somebody. Mm-hmm. No, you want you want it to shoot out. You melt the pin and then you melt the nozzle a little bit and it goes. Like, no. We didn't do a lot of shaving cream stuff, like like egging, toilet paper, you know that no. kind of thing. All but right. like not so much the, the shaving cream, the occasional baseball bat to a mailbox, that sort of thing. But oh, real vandalism. Yeah, like actual vandalism. Yes. Yeah, actual vandalism. Yeah. got it. Yeah, got it. All right, Brad, what's uh, you got another email here? Mm, I'd call it there. Okay. I'm also looking forward to the holidays as well. Thanksgiving, Hanukkah, Christmas, if that's anybody's wondering about emailing that in. Mm -hmm. Looking forward to those. You know why? I love winter holidays. Yes. Because it's winter. Because it's winter. Yes, because it's cold outside. Because it's cold outside. All right, that's going to do it for today's show. In case you missed the news. We have a podcast going up next week, Ramblecast, Watchcast. Never been a better podcast next week, but we will not have the live streaming elements of Next Lender. We are going to be on a vacation for next week. So catch all those regularly scheduled shows, just not the live streams for next week. More information on what you can get and what tiers you can subscribe to to not only Keep Next Lander going, but get some of that other content out there, like that Never Been a Better podcast. You can go over to patreon.com slash nextlander. Find a tier that's right for you. Watchcast, Never Been a Better podcast. This one coming up with uh, Dan Reichert and Jeff Bacalar. You can learn all about the early days of Dan Reichert's snake in his basement. and uh, Apparently still an ongoing concern. 
You can see where the... Wait, what? Oh, yeah. Did it uh, come back? It hasn't left. It never left. What? Still there. Wait. So, yeah. Snakes can hide themselves when they want to. It's sh- it shed. It shed a skin, but that doesn't oh, mean no, it's no, gone. He, he got it. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah. I haven't seen oh, that. When okay. did that, that update yeah, he, happen? A couple, couple, three days ago, he, he posted a video of him releasing it in a field. Oh, okay. Wow. Catch and release. Yep. I like it. It'll be coming now, back. <laughs> they always come back. Uh, you can catch that. That'll be going up next week. I'm looking at maybe next Friday. We got a Planorama going up this Friday if you want to catch that. Going through what's going up uh, or what we're looking forward to or games of interest for September. Now that we're heading into September. Want well, to thank everybody for supporting us again. Patreon.com slash Nextlander where you can find a bunch of different tiers. One of those tiers is the Mysterious Benefactor tier. And one of the benefits of being a benefactor of that tier is you get your name read on this here podcast. And I am going to read these names right now, starting with John Richardson, Vornak, Corey Porter, Vinny's Giant Booga Boogas, James Smith, Brian Lucier, Skywarp, John Hubbard, Sean Miller, Nick Donegan, Evan Cook, Mark Wilhelm, JM, Jerry Lee, Gary Pejke, Conrad Kuzman, Robert Fisher, John McInnes, Octothorpe, Peter Reardon, Thomas Lynn, Jad Rita, Statics, Andrew Jackson, Razgriz2, Brian Murphy, Trevor and Adrian R, Kevin Velado, Randy Duax, Mark Allenbach, Aaron Gonzalez Beer, Andrew Tiebkin, Alex Wu, It Me JP, Matt Clements Jr., Edward Cheek, Andrew Slosky, Steve Lynn, Matthew Herrig, David Campos, Tyler Treese. Those are the mysterious benefactors for this week. I want to thank them all. And I want to thank everyone who has supported us over on Patreon, over on Twitch, over on YouTube, where you're listening to your podcast. I don't know where that is, and I wouldn't assume to or presume to know. I'm not that close to you, so you, it's your business what you listen to. We're not What's friends. What's the good one? We're internet friends. Yeah. So we haven't, we haven't gotten there yet. We haven't talked about that yet. What are you using? Should I switch? I don't know. We've been playing through Gabriel Knight 1. That archive should be up on YouTube. Uh, we are what? We are two episodes in? Two deep in Gabriel three? Knight 1? Is it three? three? I think we're three. 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 Yeah. Okay. Three in? Hey, if you haven't checked it out, you're missing out. The game rules. You're missing out on Tim Curry. The game really rules. Really just doing some business to a, are, to a Cajun accent. Are, are you finding it a worthy follow-up to Gabriel Knight 2? You know, it doesn't have the FMV, it's, it's but very it, different. it's it's making up for it. You know, there's a trade-off you get with VO versus FMV. There's a lot more VO. There's and a there lot more. Some, that VO is something. Dude, some it of that writing, something. like that that college professor <laughs> it's, God. just ran into. Really something. Just really letting his sex life right out there. Uh, so you can check that out. That's Gabriel Knight. We've got some new release uh, shows up and coming up. We're going to be going through some of those new games. We're going to try and check out Immortality. We're going to try and check out some other stuff, maybe a little Turtles, maybe a little Last of Us. Part one, of course. Mm-hmm. Of course. Of course. Uh, uh, you can check that stuff out. 
and then on Friday, we're going to be doing a patron's choice. So look for a poll up on the site to vote for what you want to see us play. Thanks, patrons. Thank you, Brad. And thank you, Alex. Uh, I am going to see you, but the people there might not hear you. So I will wish you a happy vacation and hope you have you. a you nice too, week off. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. So for the podcast, we'll have one next week. Next week's podcast is going to be us going through uh, the previous months of the year. I would say halfway, but we're more than halfway. But we go through what has come out so far, our thoughts on it, maybe a little bit of our thoughts moving forward. So you can check that out in kind of a recap fashion. It's got a little, it's got a little end of the year vibe to it, uh, which I kind of enjoy. Uh, see you, everybody. Thanks again for listening, and we'll be back soon.